Second, I think I'm using the wrong audio. Oh, no, I'm not. Shit. So, okay, no, we're good. Let's go. So, one of the best things about playing video games is just having the freedom of playing video games. One of the worst things about playing video games is when you use that freedom to start playing another game instead mm-hmm. of the game you've been playing. And then you start playing another game after you finish that other game. And then you have another, another game and so on and so forth. And then you come back to that first game and you forget where you were and you for, have, you've forgotten how to do any of the moves. I, I don't think but you say right like before you get to all. a boss. That's doesn't that's the opposite of freeing. That sounds like Yeah, that's I said that's <laughs> the bad part. <laughs> I feel caged in already. <laughs> I have been I, I, I feel trapped. Oh my I god. I've been playing this game called The Messenger. Um, Ooh, give me like, a quick rundown. Like if you the elevator pitch it to me. Ninja Gaiden. Um, oh, okay. Cool. Ninja Gaiden for the Nintendo <laughs> Switch. So yeah. not the not the not the Xbox version of Ninja Gaiden, but like mm-hmm. the Nintendo version of Ninja Gaiden. Okay. So uh, wait, with a lot more t- humor. Okay. Um, and yeah, the Xbox version was not very well. It was kind of funny. It I I enjoyed yeah. the Xbox version, but it yeah, was moments. It it was just hard. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it, it, honestly it was the last game i remember playing where i was like i don't think i can beat this like i did but i remember playing it like i don't know if i'm gonna beat this game i remember beating that game so badly that i kept it just so i could show people how easily i could beat it oh god yeah once you actually figured it out and you got to the end and you had everything unlocked it was a little easier yeah once you but, got like there was a, a boomerang shuriken that yep. you could just used to your heart's content once i figured that out it was all gravity but this game the messenger has like this wonky control system it's for the switch um so the controls you know they they had to make it something where it will work for portable systems and so they initially had made it where the x button was to swing your weapon and then the or the y button was to swing your weapon which the y button's the one that's on the on the uh it's okay so on the bottom or B and A, you know, B is first, A is second in Nintendo controllers. To the upper left of B is the Y button. And then above B in that diamond shape is the X button. Okay. Wait. They made Y the uh, swing your weapon button. They made X the jump button. Yeah, usually that's like A and B. Yeah. Because so, it's like right there. But they made A and B um, also things to... Uh, moves that you have to do like a throws out your grappling hook which you have to use while you're jumping so it's a really convoluted system so i moved (laughs) the jump from x to one of the shoulder 
tr- one of the shoulder trigger like buttons. Like an RL, yeah. Yeah. And it was working. But then I left for like six months. Mm-hmm. And I have to remember all this stuff while I'm trying to fight a boss that when I was first here, it said so far I've died 234 times. And it's just a midway boss. This isn't the end of the game. This ain't the final boss. This is literally the middle boss before you get to the next part of the game because it's supposed to be really a cool game. It's one half uh, Ninja Gaiden. And then the second half, after you beat this midway boss that I'm stuck on, it turns into Metroid. Like it becomes Metroid? a Metroidvania where you like got to find certain items in order to progress and stuff like that. Like Metroid, Metroid? Yeah, not not like Metroid, Metroid, but you know, like uh, Castlevania, Aurea of Darkness, or whatever those stupid ass names are. Um, it's one of those type of games where you got to find the item in order to break down a door or a wall so then you can progress. Um, I don't want to. <laughs> I want to beat this game because I paid for it and I see myself getting so close. And plus, I watch, you know, when you get fed up now, you can watch a YouTube video to be like, how the hell did other people beat them? And I just watched somebody beat this guy in like a minute and 32 seconds. And I'm Wait, like, I'm, God, dog, it. Like, dude, I know I can I'm, do this, but I can't. <laughs> a minute and 32 seconds. Minute and 32 seconds. That's not even a good YouTube video. No. No, it didn't show you anything except for the same stuff that I'm already doing, but they did it so well and so just effortlessly. But I try to do the stuff that they do. Like they threw ninja stars at the guy and it just hit them directly in the chest. And the guy was like, I throw the same ninja stars at the guy and he spins his sword. The ninja star, the ninja star bounces back at me. And I'm like, what the hell? So (laughs) it's just because I'm just starting back up. You know, I just started this back up again last night. And um, haven't played in a while. Haven't played in a long while. And I feel like there's games like this where it's like if you stop playing it, it's going to take you a second. I actually thought about whether or not I should just start over again just so I can get the controls and everything down. But then I realized I'm at the middle of the game. So yeah. I didn't. Because, like, if I started over, I probably would play to about the point that I was at and then get distracted again and then be back in the same place. Exactly. And yeah. that's what's happening with another, another game that I've been playing called um hollow knight i believe it's called hollow knight is it like based upon the popular hollow man franchise no it would be cool (laughs) if it was but it's dope it's a beautiful game about this bug like this undead undead bug um who is trying to do something to somebody the story doesn't really make any fucking okay (laughs) yeah it's like what (laughs) but it's beautiful it is a beautiful game it's made by like it's made by like two people. Go go real like quick. Art direction you- beautiful or Dude, like go to YouTube and type in Hollow Knight and right, just talking- look at it. Matter of but- fact, I can share my screen. Hold on. I'll go um, to YouTube and type in Hollow Knight. It is was, a beautiful, beautiful game. I was actually but I'm saying, are you talking like art direction beautiful or yes. is it just like really well done? It's really well done all around. Oh, Hollow Knight, of- like with a K. It's hard to tell when you Oh, sorry, K and No, no, it's not your fault. Yeah. I, I mean I can see as how I typed it in, I found it. Yeah, but I was like, I, I was like Hollow Knight, like I was like Halloween. But <laughs> I, I think that this game was made by like two people. Oh, I see what you mean. This is like like really gorgeous, like really nice cell shading. Yeah, like art direction wise, this looks like. And a it's cartoon. another Metroidvania type game where you see something but you can't overcome it, and then you'll go. Oh, this looks like I would be. This like this looks like I'm playing an anime. It's beautiful. Yeah, two people. That's where we are now. Two people made a game that I can't beat. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, two people met a game that's beautiful. Yeah, and all that good stuff. But mostly they made a game that I can't beat. And so I well, left I mean, that game. Your only weapon appears to be a needle? It's a needle because he's a bug. Yeah, I know. Your only weapon I mean, is a you needle, have so. like auras where you can throw out like magic spells and whatnot that don't really do much, in my opinion. I mean, but, he's working the hell out of this needle. Right? It's a beautiful game. It's just hard is, at certain points. Is the main character's name Taylor? No. I don't think they gave him a, a, a name. I'm like, I shall call him Taylor because he has a needle. He will kill you. He'll stab you on your big toe. That's what he'll do. I feel, like, I feel like he would make me an incredible pair of shoes overnight. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, this is super cool. No, this does look really, really awesome. So I see he's why he's an undead knight who keeps coming back to life but when he comes back to life he loses all his he loses a bit of himself and he has to go find that bit of himself again and fight it and destroy it in order for it to join back with him it's a really cool game as well mm-hmm. but i got to a middle point every game i get to a middle point and then it's just like do i really want to keep doing this <laughs> yeah you get was, to that point where it's like, do I want to overcome or do I want to succumb to the difficulty of this one part? That, so that kind of is what burnt me out on video games in general. I mean, like, I feel like, so I got broken from the console when I, when I moved to Korea, uh, mainly because like I, I had, I got rid of my Xbox when I moved and all of my console stuff. And then I got to Korea and they were like, Oh, well you would have to have gotten a new one from here anyway. And then I started looking at buying one there and it just always was like, I don't want to pay to get back into the, to get back into console gaming. And so then I moved, switched to like PC mm-hmm. and that was fine. Uh, the issue for that was like a lot of the games I played were just like so long. Like I couldn't jump into it and like jump back out. It had like, I had to bring people with me if I was going to play and for it to be worthwhile, uh, especially at a certain point with like a lot of the uh, MMORPGs, like at a certain point, like you have to have a party for you know the drops to be worth your time uh and then it would just be like me spending four or five hours just to like finish one raid i still remember uh because you know i used to play dcuo uh which god i still I, I still like the concept of the game but like the dungeons were stupid and insanely difficult so anyway, long story short, what I'm saying is that like I it just I quit playing that and then mm-hmm. I fell out of I, I think I did League of Legends for like a, a hot minute, but then everybody was so intense about it, I just kind of fucking hated it. Uh it was fun to play, but then again it was like, okay, so I gotta be in this match for at least an hour in most cases. Mm-hmm. And I just I just kind of fell out of that. And then I have not I mean I still play games on my phone, but most of them are just old games from like the time period when I used to play video games. So I think I, I think I might have like weirdly left it. I guess that's what happens to most people. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I mean, you you walk away because you get to a point where it's just like I don't really, uh, I'm not having fun with this. I don't want to do it. I think, and then that. I find what happens is video games are kind of like a phoenix, and that you, what happens to all of us is that we walk away. We're like, we don't want to do this anymore. It's not fun. But if you're a gamer you start back over again playing like whatever was the first group of games you ever played. Like I went back to playing Nintendo games on an emulator and that's how I got back into playing games. And you went back to playing like 
Super Nintendo games and Tecmo Super Bowl and whatever. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I went back because that that wasn't my first. That wasn't my for real first. So like I, I didn't own uh, again. I didn't have a game console until I was seventeen. So like my first for real game console was a sixty four. So like uh, it, yeah, my second for real uh, game console was a Dreamcast, which I have much way more affinity to. Which is why I have like crazy taxi on my phone right now. I miss the Dreamcast so much. Oh man, right? Yeah. Dreamcast, uh, Shinmu is my jam. And if I ever figure out a way to emulate Shinmu, like to be able to emulate the Shinmu 1 and Shinmu 2, ah. Uh, Can't you play those on Xbox? Uh, Xbox I don't have an Xbox One. Well, oh. that's the way you can do it. So now you got to figure out a way to get you an Xbox One. Well, I still have Shinmu uh, on Dreamcast, and I still have a Dreamcast. So, I mean, I could just. You could just play it on the Alabama. Well, the the catch is it's in Alabama. Alabama, man! So I'm headed back there. Three comes out in like two days. I'm headed back there next weekend. So, like, I will be. I'm in Nashville next Friday, and then I will be driving from Nashville to Huntsville to see my family. Uh, Saturday and, and leaving from Huntsville Monday. So, whole deal. Yeah, I'm headed back home. More up. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> Actually, I'm joking. I'm pretty excited about it. Like, uh, I already have mapped out my favorite barbecue spot, and we're totally going to it. I I hope Affy. She's never really been in the Southeast, and I'm concerned that she's going to experience some like legit racism and then be like, I'm never coming back. That's a good idea because that's what happened to me when I went down to Georgia. Uh, when I went to Brunswick, I was like, fuck the entire South. Yeah, that's what happens well, to a lot of people who've never been to the South before, who've never really had to taste that like overt, I'm going to string you up racism. <laughs> and it's. <laughs> when i went to when i went to alabama for the first time the only real loud and proud confederate flag i've ever seen was on the back of a truck it was airbrushed on the back of a truck with virginia plates yeah i was gonna say you're from virginia i feel like (laughs) yeah whatever i'm not i'm not impressed by your story my story was i saw racism everywhere like dead people and um one of them was a 16-year-old boy who's telling us we'll be with you boys in a second. Nigga, what? Nah, I... Well, okay, so I'll go to this. The worst for me was Boston. Like, I don't... Boston is horrible with racism, too. I would never go to the... I just don't go to the East Coast. (laughs) (laughs) Because, honestly, honestly, in my opinion, and this is just Rashani being right, the East Coast is where... You know, American racism originated. It's where all, all the way up and down the coast. That's <laughs> where America originated. Yeah, that's exactly. That's not... So that's where slavery originated, and the okay. racism and that's all that a... kind of stuff was all up and down the coast. West Coast. That's a hella West Coast stance. I'm going to say they that just, first. They just let me get my California narcissism out the way. Go ahead. West Coast. They instead of having the issues with slavery and 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 hatred and all that kind of stuff. They just focused all their hate on on Hispanic folks, on Mexicans. Okay, so You're right because they, <laughs> because they had somebody else to hate. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So well, the racism okay. against black folks is all up and down the East Coast. I feel like Rodney King would disagree with you, as I, would most of LA. Mm. The cops are cops. 
I'm saying Mike. I, I'm saying, I would I'm saying Mike Brown. No, real talk. Everything happened in St. Louis disagrees with you. Real talk. Well, St. Louis isn't really West Coast. Secondly, uh, St. Louis is Midwest. No, West but Coast but 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 I'm just saying, like, you, it's not East either. And that was another cop. I'm saying cops are cops. They're fucking assholes everywhere you go. Uh-huh. But I feel like the racism, the undistilled, pure racism, concentrated racism, like y'all get in the South, we don't see that in the West. I feel like you just. So I I feel like you don't see it, but it's still there, and that's the difference. Like because. Like, no, you're I've, right. I've I don't see it, but it's still there. Y'all see it. Like you told me a couple episodes, a couple oh, yeah, episodes, you face. said they will tell you to your face racism. We don't have that in Cali. They ain't got the nerve. I think parts of Cali they do. Uh, like, <laughs> you go up into the I, mountains. Like, because, like, same thing for Washington. There's some mad red places. Like, all up and down the West Coast, it's like, but there's, look, there's really the huge thing. pockets. I think that we're referring like you're saying red and the cops and all that yeah that's cool i'm talking about just straight up died in the blood racism like folks who still the folks who were burning obama's uh a uh, uh, statue of obama in effigy and 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 all that stuff you would see that out front out loud on the east coast in the south uh, primarily oregon well, yeah, Oregon kicked out all the black people. So. Yeah, so I, I would say it, Oregon's still riding real hard for racism. Yeah, they are. I, uh, I guess California is just. Cal- the best I think place it's. To be. I think you're. Well, okay. Again, <laughs> L.A. Like, like I will say this about like all the white people. You're saying like it's the cops and the cops are bad everywhere. I'll give you that. But what I will say is that. Uh, the cops are pulled from the white people in the area you live in. It's not like, like maybe they're they're I don't even think they're extreme examples because extreme examples don't make it into the ranks of cops. Like typically, like there's some that like somehow sneak in as KKK members, but I feel like like really extreme examples have like just Facebook's pages worth of bullshit, and that shit hopefully gets caught. I was imagine it would get caught in, in California. I imagine, but still producing uh arguably um the most racist uh police tactics and it is also the place where tanks first became like a for real thing as police equipment and that shit was all just war on drugs and i will also say that california gave us uh reagan cointel pro and also gave us schwarzenegger like y'all legit elected Schwarzenegger, who was just as an immigrant, shockingly racist. <laughs> it's amazing. It was like, wow, you're not from here, but you caught on quick. <laughs> That's all I'll say. So it's I feel like where you are in California, and there's places in California where it is sweet, and I want to live those places, but I wouldn't throw a dart at California and then follow that dart, is what I'm saying, unless I had good aim. Yeah, because if you end up in like places like that's Redding, true of America, <laughs> but yeah, also the closer you get to Oregon. Oh my God, Oregon is such a shit show. Like I, so like <laughs> within the in the in Southern California, yeah, cops are horrible, and there's rednecks there because California. you know they they move from Northern California down to Southern California for some strange reason. But the further you go up in California. Like uh-huh. Sacramento was like the breaking point. The further you go up, the the you get to where there's mountains and shit. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. Because those are folks who moved from who 
live in Oregon and work in California or work in Oregon and live in California, something like that. And Oof, yeah. just, is it, is it me or does, uh, is, is it weird to have people talk about um, other areas of California that are not around LA? Because as a, you know, as an East coaster, um, I think California <laughs> is basically LA. <laughs> Right. Honestly, LA is quite, I get too excited. Moved here. <laughs> LA is not nearly as big as supposed to give it credit for. It's about New York size, maybe. Yeah, uh, actually, a little smaller than New York in actuality. Yeah, yeah like a, but I mean, it's it's and California's and, the whole coast. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say California, the state. Like, if it were like New York State, it would be pretty much all dominated by LA. But California is so fucking huge. Like, it's not until like I live in Washington, and Washington's not small, but like you can drive through it in a, in a day. Mm-hmm. It would take you literally a week to drive through California. And that's like, if you were going none motherfucking stop, like, nah, be honest. Cause I've done it. It takes, uh, it takes like three and a half days, bro. T- I was going to say to drive from, uh, I'm talking from the tip to the from, tip, from, Par- tip to from tip. Pelican Bay, which uh-huh. is Crescent city, which is the very tip of California North. All, yep. go all the way uh, down Pelican to the border base, uh, training day. will probably take three days. I'll give you that two and a half, three days. If you don't sleep, it'll take right. like 24 hours. What? If How you don't sleep, you so if you just, if you don't, <laughs> well, let's see. I'm, I'm okay. Wait, wait, let's, let's Google. Let's Google map it. Real I'm quick. a Google map. Yeah, I got this. It's like <laughs> 24 because, hours. Sounds crazy. No, if you don't like, well, if you take, wait, let's Let's hypothetically, go Bay. it would just be two people and you just don't stop. So let's go for that. Hypothetically, it's two people and you only stop for gas. That would be the don't sleep scenario. Pelican Bay and Crescent City. And you're going to... Pelican Bay. <laughs> um, to our Mexican border. I don't even know what the most... What the southern... Calexico. Yeah, Pelican Calexico. Bay is... That's Pelican it. Bay is almost in Oregon. Okay. Calexico. Um, via I-5. I was going to say El Rosario, but that looks like it might be in Mexico. Now, nah, Calexico is right on the... Yeah, Calexico works. Yeah. Uh, it's 15 hours and 10 minutes. It's 956 wow. miles. I stand corrected. So that's what I'm saying. If you don't stop, it doesn't take nearly as long as you think, but then you got to deal with certain fuckeries like traffic. Yeah. Traffic well, like if you California, do it right now, you'll just run the traffic hours. for no reason. Like they'll just go two lane road for no reason. When it's also California. fucking L.A., you have to like drive through fucking L.A. to do that. That shit mm-hmm. is gonna like really fuck you up. But you but can. Still, it's yeah, like, you're right. Honestly, My bad. Honestly, it's the equivalent long ass state. Of, fuck that state the, forever. <laughs> so long. It's the equivalent of driving from Delaware down to Florida. Cause like when I was a kid, we drove through California, and it felt like we were in California forever. Forever. Like, but when like, you're a kid, driving on the freeway feels like it's forever. Oh my god, we were in the back of a van, and it was just it was just us going five miles per hour. And your parents and, are like, "Don't ask me shit." <laughs> my dad is pissed because he's the one driving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're yeah, all just like, like "What are we doing? Uh, Why are we going so slow?" Pennsylvania down to the midway of Florida. That's California. Uh, yeah. So and like I the, know people who will make that drive just for fun. What? From where to where? From like Pennsylvania down to like Georgia or Florida. Oh, yeah. Like for, for winter? Yeah. Yeah, that shit is. So I would put it in it. perspective. It's a Cali- that's California. 
Yeah, it's a big ass state. It's a big ass state. The only other state that is like more ridiculous is Texas because Texas is wide as shit. Texas is huge. It's and it's annoying as fuck. Like it is. It's just flat. There's nothing to do. There's nothing to see except eat. Yeah, it's a ton of food. And the thing about eating is everybody in Texas doesn't know how to make barbecue, but they all swear they do. And they all have restaurants. And they're like, oh, <laughs> our barbecue. Come and like the most embarrassing part about it is that they don't know how to make side dishes. Yep. Like I, the most fucked up, like the most fucked up plate of collard greens I've ever had in my life was in Texas. Dude was just like, oh, you want collard greens? Let me just are put you a black? whole bunch. Are are you black? Can you bring an old Negro woman out the back who's wearing some moccasins? Bruh, they just dumped like half a pile bucket of, of racism. Pretty much, <laughs> it was just black pepper. They were just like they were just they put so much pepper on those. Oh bags. God, it's so easy to ruin it with pepper, and you don't know because they're saying, "Well, the liquid dilutes." No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It, it was. You know, when I bad. found out that I couldn't that trust everybody's terrible. cooking, when I tasted somebody's black eyed peas and they were just crunchy. What? Like they didn't put the my mother my grandma. Oh, they didn't dry them. I mean, I'm sorry, dry. I'm sorry, they didn't. Uh, yeah they read yeah that's a much my grandmother-in-law uh makes the best black eyed peas i've ever had she's from somewhere um (laughs) he does it with the uh pepperoncinis and 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 the fat back and all that stuff and you watch her make it and it's just like the smells are just there and it's wonderful you could even use like turkey neck uh neck my mom does it with turkey neck that's how because she's she's all like trying to save on that fat so she'll do turkey neck and uh she uses chicken stock as that's her her secret ingredient for mm-hmm. flavor i Your do uh, <laughs> i do i do bacon uh and then i also uh throw in like if i can get it i'll throw in like some some fat back i'll throw in like a a ham hock or two but my, my grandma is taught, my grandma taught me how to make black eyed peas basically the way that you uh the way you do them mm-hmm. and then afterwards while she's doing that she's also making up like a fresh tom- tomatillo the green tomato salsa mm-hmm. and so she also makes white rice and so she'll take the white rice and put the uh black eyed peas on top of them and the flavors the smells Correct. are just like crazy and then she takes some of the green salsa and put over the top of all of that That's dope. and then we have uh the hot water cornbread on the side and that's the whole dinner and we'll yeah. eat that for like two days i'm that's not dope. eating your black eyed peas if they don't look like that <laughs> and like honestly the the problem with black eyed peas is that like you really need to cook them for a while mm-hmm. and if you're not gonna soak them like you really have to cook them forever like you can technically cook them without soaking them if you put them in a crock pot <clears throat> it's just overnight and like your flavor profile has to be solid before you start cooking. Like people miss that. Like they're just like, Oh, we'll just put them in the crock pot, like a little salt and pepper. No, you need to like, if you're not adding garlic and onion and like legit flavor, or at least like chicken stock or something, like it's, it's going to be bland and weird. And they, they taste, they don't taste great. Yeah. None of that shit. So wait, wait, what? I don't eat I don't eat collard greens, black eyed peas, none of that shit. I only ate them when my grandma made me and she gone. Okay. Oh, so you never tried them again? Nope. I'm assuming you didn't like them when you ate them, yeah? 
Not really. No. Yeah, that's, that's was cool. it because it was slimy or? No, just it's not really Whoa, my thing. What was slimy? No, I'm I'm asking. Like sometimes people will have like the 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 black eyed peas have like oh okra in it. Yeah. Okay. Which I'm not against, by the way. That's only like one of the few applications of okra I'm cool with. You know what? If you go to Church's Chicken, <laughs> they have yep. fried okra because yep, yep. Church's <laughs> Chicken has completely become just the black man or the black person's restaurant. It used to be Lee's, and now it's Church's Chicken. So they it's have just... fried okra. After, that is after amazing. After listening to uh, you and Nikki's podcast, I think Church's Chicken should be renamed Dobby's. What you talking? I can't do the voice. <laughs> Nikki does the. <laughs> Nikki did a voice for Dobby that was so racist that I can't not read it in that voice, and she ruined it for me. Oh my god, Hermione and Lavender were black. I don't know what we're gonna do when we run out of books, but I just want Nikki to keep doing book clubs with me for the rest of her life because huh. she is so wonderfully, wonderfully unjaded ratchet. i wasn't gonna say ratchet i was gonna say unjaded by anything that we've been going through in the last 10 years on social media she is she called jenny a thought jenny weasley she called her a thought like in the first five minutes of the first episode of our and then show corrected herself and no she's a free woman yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man I'm, I'm really enjoying doing that show um that's what's up but church's chicken their spicy chicken is better than popeyes at least the one out here well let's put it i'll I'll preface (laughs) that i will i will preface that by saying Mm. here i will say i've been to church's chicken in tuskegee alabama which is the only churches that i can recall uh being to that was near me and their spicy chicken while delicious was just a bucket of grease no it's what i I want to urge you is that if you yeah i think I think if churches you, around here are just synonymous with being extra greasy. If you ever actually make it out here to Cali, like yeah, Sacramento, really, <laughs> like like Sacramento's the promised land of churches chicken is what you're trying to tell if me. If you ever make it out here, I will take you. Look, the churches chicken out here, they literally, wait. If I come to Sacramento, you better not walk me to churches chicken. I swear to God, like we're do not going, like we're gonna, we're gonna go get we'll, some dinner, Jay. Let's let's go places, to my favorite restaurant. There's four places that we will go to. And you will be awestruck by three of them because one is Church's Chicken. They sell out of their spicy chicken as soon as they make it. Like folks are lined up waiting for their spicy chicken. So that's okay. one place. The second place is a hole in the wall. Fucking Sacramento to stand in line. Uh, yeah. Also, I don't. I don't know if I trust California's taste in fried chicken. No offense. Accurate. <laughs> it's just like, and this is the southerner in me. Um, Y'all don't really know nothing about fried chicken. Hmm. My grandma's from Louisiana. Well, then th- does she wait in line at this churches? She would. Did she you just able. make that shit up? Because originally you said she's from somewhere somewhere down there. I don't know. My dad's mom is from Brunswick, Georgia. My mom's mom is from New Orleans. I want you to run this back and realize that you said you didn't know earlier in the show. Didn't know what? <coughs> Where your grandma was from. I did. I think you said that, but jokingly. In this show? Yeah, like yes. earlier. Yes. Oh, 
didn't know. I think you said it. I think you said it chuckling. <laughs> you know, I know. Like, I think it was your mother-in-law because. Uh, yeah, said, I don't yeah, know it was your mother-in-law, grandmother. right? Yeah, my grandma-in-law. I don't know where. Okay, Joseph that's what from. it was. It was okay. there was an in-law in there. There we go. Because yeah, uh, that's where the tomatillo sauce came from. And I was like, well, she's from somewhere. No, my my, <laughs> gra- my grandma, the one from Georgia, does the yeah. the tom- the tomatillo sauce with her black-eyed peas. My dad's mom. Okay, and my so mom's there was an in-law mom in there. doesn't do black-eyed peas at all. And then Nisha's grandmother does just the black eyed peas with the pepperoncinis and the fat back and all that good stuff. Yeah. And hers is my favorite. Um, but no, my, my one grandma, they're all from the South. Um, my mom was actually born in, in it, Oklahoma. No, so what I'm saying is like the people who stand in line at the chicken place, I don't trust them. Uh, it's Cause like they're all from California. I mean, it might be, but there's, there's also lines at Ezell's and arguably Ezell's is like just what I would call average chicken. Well, look, look, here's the other thing about California chicken. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just like the way you said that. Here's the other thing about California here's the thing chicken. About California chicken. Um, oh, he said that in like a question, California chicken? Yeah, here's the thing. Like okay, you're either eating fried chicken or there's a lot of motherfuckers out here to swear by El Pollo Loco. I, I mean, I don't hate it. El there Pollo Loco is the driest shit in the world. There, there was one here. That bitch closed immediately. It, it is like, I don't, dry as fuck. I don't, I don't hate El Pollo Loco. It's just not like, like I, I, I wouldn't like tell people. It's like, like it's overhyped, like Chipotle in my mind. Like I don't hate Chipotle, but it's not like I'm not going out of my way to stop if I see one. Also, because of the E. coli outbreaks all happening there. So I really don't stop there now. <laughs> but, like, I'm just they, not, like, I'm not pulling over for a Chipotle. You know what I'm saying? They put an El Pollo in Hampton. Oh, wait, say that again? For the what? El Pollo? I don't know. I, I, so, like, El, you said, El Pollo. Hey, remember? An El remember, Pollo. Here's the thing. Here's <laughs> when I knew El Pollo local had gone too far. When State Property Part 2 came out, Nori's character was named El Pollo Loco. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Honestly, uh, it's, yeah, it's just they put, okay. They put one in Hampton and like the, the place opened and closed before I even thought about actually going. Bruh, it's so dry. And then they give you this flavorless tomato salsa to like pour over the top of it. What is it with your Californians in salsa? Who the fuck needs salsa for chicken? Californians? Well, <laughs> like a, a lot of the chicken places I go to don't require it. But El Pollo Loco is so dry, and they give you dry-ass tortillas to go with dry-ass grilled chicken that they have to give you salsa to have something wet on the food. Oh, it's it's like, so there's a, the only Pollo Loco I've ever had that was, like, even decent was in Florida, if I'm being honest. Like, in Florida, Pollo Loco was actually kind of off the chains. And I think it was because it was just, and I'm not even trying to be racist. A gang of Cuban motherfuckers who could Yeah, <laughs> it was just, a, I, I don't know if they were Cuban for real. I, I don't know what, what uh, ethnicity they, they were, but they clearly knew how to make rice and beans. And they were like, look, <laughs> we're, we're, we're deviating from the El Pollo Loco recipe. It was bomb. That was the mm-hmm. only time I've been to it and been like, oh, okay, this is what this is supposed to taste like. But, like, to be fair, everything in Florida that was, uh, quote-unquote, Mexican was amazing, <laughs> mainly because it was uh, all done by people who were like, yeah, we know how this is supposed to taste. Just uh, hang in there. We got you. So go to Florida if you want to get a Pollo Loco experience. I'm good. 
Yeah, I was not, very. I, I mean, if I, mean, I you could also Florida, get the If I go to Florida, I'm eating a gang of seafood and having a Cuban. I'm not going to a bunch uh, of Cuban folks and saying, "Can you make me a, some chicken?" Can you? Can you? What I, you want to do is you just look around as you drive through Sacramento. There are places that are better than El Pollo Local by a long shot, and I, they have. A I want to make a controversial grill. statement. Uh, the seafood on the West Coast is better than the seafood in Florida. Well, yeah, that's I've had like, both. Like, yeah. I've had both. You're, you're going to... No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. First of all, can we talk about the fact that the blue crabs in Maryland can't hold a fucking quarter to Dungeness crabs in Washington? Well, I haven't had blue crabs in Maryland, so I can't... They're I can't tiny. Throw that, I can't throw that slander. They're, they're little. Like I will say this about Dungeness crabs. Uh, it's a lot of it, but, like, for some reason, I don't enjoy them as much as I do, like, an Alaskan king. Well, duh. Alaskan kings have that sweetness to them. I think that's what it is. I mean, the shit is called king. Well, that's no, they're called kings. They're just fucking huge. <laughs> but like, yeah, if I saw it, you know, I don't know anybody terrifying who can say that see. they, I've seen a real one, <laughs> like all together, like uh, walking and it looks like a spider and you don't want to mess with it. it. Just judging from the leg itself when it comes out, it's like the same length and size of my arm and it's just like, here you go. And it's it's fucking delicious, but yeah, like I wouldn't want to tangle with one alive. They're like the fucking bugs from goddamn Starship Troopers. I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge seafood person. I don't I think, understand how that works because you're right there on the coast. But okay. Well, no, I think we've had that conversation before. We like, have. I still don't understand how it works. I feel like it's in, like there's. I feel like there's a, a a scale for what I would call adventurousness in everyone's palate, and each person has a certain level of adventurousness. Like you have a certain level of adventurousness, I have but none. like, yeah, Scar, his he's like maybe a one or a two. So like, if yeah, I don't we, I don't really go to restaurants that don't at least have a chicken finger backup. Yeah, yeah you've said that before. You it's, said that before, yeah. and it made Still, me sad. Then that proves, <laughs> yeah. that proves that you're not like three. You're not every, three, well, bro. I get well, I, but here's the thing: he's every person gets to choose what they want to be, and he doesn't want to adventure. That's cool. Like, there's a point where I'm willing to stop, and I think there's a point where you're willing to stop. Like when I tell people that I've had, you know, I've eaten dog before, a lot of people like throw the brakes on at me, like, "How dare you?" It's like I was in Korea, and someone took me there, and I ate it, and I was like, "Oh, this is dog." And then I was like, "Well, this is a forty-five dollar meal. I'm gonna finish the rest of this dog." So. That happened. I've also eaten snail, uh, silkworms, um, cicadas, mm-hmm. ants, crickets, crickets. Ants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, there's there's a level of adventurousness I think that certain people don't have, and that's fine. Like, I, I think that's that's okay. There's, I stop at certain places. Like, I, I still have never done like there's like a big uh, kind of like a like a gushy caterpillar type. <laughs> Like bug that uh, I want to say in Cambodia they eat like they they like roasted on a stick and I I could not it was it was that and the uh, the octopus that you that's alive that you have to stun first I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to die accidentally because I didn't chew enough because I I notoriously don't chew I I chew like five times before I swallow yeah and so like I just didn't want to do that's the octopus right. grown man shit. Yeah, I mean, I just didn't want to do that, that live octopus. Remember when your parents like, to tell you chew 100 times before you swallow? Holy oh, shit, no. I thought it was 32 times. Something yeah, like 32. that. I just know it was a lot. <laughs> and and don't nobody chew that much. But Have you, you ever tried it? I tried it. I mean, I, oh. I was forced to when I was a kid. Like, they would literally make me do it. But it was just so thing you weren't trying to get seconds. That's why it happened. 
how far like i could never make it past 24 like at that point it was yeah. just I, it was just like i gotta swallow it, it, it's yeah it's just like mush yeah and it's just not it's it just complete you chew the 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 you chew the flavor out of it, I guess you would say. Yeah. It just it just doesn't taste it don't taste right once you chew it that much. Also, like it's like I Yeah, it's way too much saliva in it, and it's just like it just tastes like my mouth now. Right. Mm-hmm. I just have a bunch of mouth flavored shit in my mouth and I'm just working it around. Yeah, I I used to just like chew as much as I wanted, like as much as I could, basically like maybe eleven times. And then I would swallow secretly and then like continue faking like I was chewing. That's how I got out of that. My parents, they never checked. They weren't. Like they weren't really trying to enforce shit. So fellas, let me just drop this off real quick and then I'll walk away. The Mandalorian is fucking dope. Yes, sir. I watched the second episode yesterday. Yeah, we watched both of them with uh, Triple, who by the way is 18 now. Oh, that's what's up. Right? Really? Just had his birthday two days ago. Register to vote. Right. We do have right. to take him to do that. I, I, you got to register for the draft shit. Do they still do that? No, we're not going to do service. that. No, the selective service, you, like, by law, you have to do. Yeah. It's just like, it's if there is a draft, like, actually, and this is true, like, if you don't do it, like, you can get put in jail. But if it's supposedly if there is a draft, you might get selected. Like, every person is in. I think we're outside of the range of it being a real deal. Like, you know, we're all too old for it. But I think it's I think I think thirty five was it thirty five is the cutoff? Yeah. Yeah. That's supposedly I I would not be shocked if we got drawn into like a legitimate war. I think because uh nuclear weapons are in the game plan here, I feel like a large section of the population is gonna be gone anyway. And if you're still left, you're gonna get pressed into fighting if you're an able bodied I think if we ever come to the point of fighting. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's so many nuclear weapons at this point, none of us are gonna survive that shit. Correct. So hooray for that. But yeah, Mandalorian is dope. Oh, yeah, sorry. And baby Yoda <laughs> is um, is beautiful. I don't know why they keep calling uh, I know it's not we don't know the because don't know it's, the based, race. it's it's based on it's the Mandalorian starts after uh, Return of the Jedi. That's the time frame it's based on, and obviously Yoda was already born, but we just don't know too much about what Yoda is. Like you said, what is their race is, so we just all them are Yoda. <coughs> it's so cute. I, you know, it's just, you know it's the still little dolls, man. But, um, man, wait. Christmas is about to be lit. I need to go on Amazon Yoda right now a, and find one. Yoda has. Yoda's race is uh like he has it has a name. Yeah, but we don't know what it is. <laughs> Niggas don't remember that shit. Yoda doll. <laughs> I'm looking it up. I was actually looking up his race right now. I'm looking for a baby Yoda doll so I can resell it around Christmas time. Ugh, these are bad. I bet you they'll start selling them at Disneyland pretty soon though. Absolutely. Yeah, but it, it's really dope. I was wondering, like, okay, how is this really going to go? And then everybody started talking about it. Um, because, of course, when I got Disney+, Plus, I went straight to the Marvel movies. You know what I mean? I, that's where I went. Like, I know a lot of people were 
talking about, oh, I'm going to watch X-Men, which people are pissed off now because it's out of order for or some reason, whatever. Um, but, like, I was like, yo, I'm going straight back to the Marvel movies. I ain't got to rent these shits no more because I stopped buying discs a long time ago. Um, so I went straight there, and then people just started talking about Mandalorian, and I'm like, oh, shit, I guess I should check this out. And I was like, holy fuck, this is actually really good. Okay, so here's something interesting. I am I am wrong. Their ugly ass babies <laughs> in baby Yoda masks. Are I'm actually wrong. Uh, Yoda's race and homeworld have not been named in any official media, canonical or otherwise, and he is merely said to be of a species unknown by the Star Wars databank. So incorrect on me. His name, his race does not have a name. I thought it did because uh, there's another character that's just like him in fucking uh, Coder. Or. Knights, it's not nice. No, the old republic, not nice old republic. My bad. Mm-hmm. I keep getting views for first level boss, but nobody contacts me to get work with first level boss. Like it pops up, you got a view, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. Let me get a message. That's what I'm looking for. But yeah, Mandalorian is dope. Um, I started watching Darkwing Duck again, and I realized the first season of Darkwing Duck is. They try so hard to be funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a cartoon. Yeah. In the 90s. And it was a Disney afternoon cartoon. So, (laughs) yeah. But it was. We got to get these jokes in. I mean, because they play every show out of order, you know, you never know which one was episode one or episode two or whatever it may be. Watching it in order is really bad. And I just want my liquidator back. That's all I want. I just want to see Negaduck and 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 Fowl or whatever his group was called start really messing with Darkwing Duck's head. That's all I want. But I can't get that. I got to sit through all these episodes. Like, is Liquidator in this episode? Nope. 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 Yeah. I mean, you can always just skip to the second season. I, I probably will. But there's like, so there's moments with Disney Plus, and I'm like, yeah, I'm really happy with this. And then there's moments where I'm like, I could do without this. <laughs> like, what, what's the moment where you felt like you could do without? Um, honestly, I don't feel Who's like been the lamest. With yeah, lamest so far. All of those um, remakes, not remakes, but live action movies and and just original things they're putting up there. I don't need them. I just realized how many straight to DVD movies Disney actually had. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That catalog is huge. And it seems like the movies I actually want to see, like I watched Sister Act Two because Lauren Hill, why not? You know. Yeah. Lauren Hill singing Joyful Joyful. She should do that again. But um Sister Act Three. Lauren no, just her singing Joyful Joyful. Oh. Um and um and the other song they uh, sing. I can't remember what the other song was. The one where they go la 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 la. Yeah, but I know joyful, joyful about. is the one that they do at the that end. Was, hold on, and um, then um, I want to say I am God. I know that that's not it. Hey, um, Sister Act Two is Disney. Sister Act Two is Disney. I didn't know that. Yeah, I just found that out. I was um, this many years old. But for it to be a Disney movie, it is very gospel. So Sister yes. Act Two, especially two, like one was kind of like we're gonna have fun with like these we're gonna old have songs old people and put singing God in in a different way. Like they yeah, remix like, yeah, old songs. They were Kanye before Kanye. 
Yeah. Like, oh, we're just going to put God inside these old songs. No, yeah. they didn't even put God into the songs because in Sister Act no, 2, they, when they Sister were raising two, money, didn't. it was just all, no, when they had the ladies singing, uh-huh. they were literally just singing songs at old folks' homes. Oh, yeah, yeah they did Ball of Confusion and all that. Yeah, like, there was no gospel shit, involved like, in it. For the, for the actual performances, performances, all they did was add God to regular songs. Yeah, like, uh, especially in Sister Act, because they were like, my God. Because it was like, let me right, tell you. Right, right. So it wasn't my guy, it was my God. And and that was the whole thing, is that, like, Whoopi Goldberg's influence was that she had heard all these secular songs, and so she just would add God in instead of guy or... Yeah, like Kanye. Other, Con, well, I was gonna yeah. say kind of like Cartman. Yeah, I haven't listened to Kanye, so like they I, did I that on South No, Park. but I I haven't listened to the album. But like all of the Sunday Service stuff has been like remade secular songs. It, oh no, I haven't listened to any of that or watched any of that either. It sounds fucking fantastic. I don't care what nobody says. Like I mean, it sounds fantastic. Cool. I just don't care. It's not for me. <laughs> I <laughs> haven't personally watched or paid attention to any of it. Like. You know, I'm just kind of in a whatever for it. Nigga, they redid "So Anxious" as a as a church song. Still don't. Oh, care. oh man, I could do that. I don't want to because Scar said my song sucked, but I can. Wait, are you are you trying to get us to give you validation to hear you do that song? No, I'm just saying I could do it. I have it already <laughs> in my head. Your songs don't suck, by the way. I know they don't. I just like fucking with Scar because he likes fucking with me. So we fox with each other. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> okay. No, we didn't do this last episode. So, wait, wait. wait. Last... What oh, was God the song? It. What was the song from Sister Act 2? Help me. I don't... <laughs> what? Which one? The first one I did when they got up on stage. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Thank you. Oh, that's what you could I, remember? That boy who hit the high note never yeah. saw him again. Yep, that would have thought it. he would have been a performer like Lauren Hill, but never saw him again. He I wasn't mean, in. He wasn't in that group. Wasn't he in that group with um with the Claudette chick? That's not gonna help um, anyone remember on. what you're talking about. Hold on, hold on. Was it City High? No. Oh, was that him? I'm I'm almost certain that it was that that he was in City High, like the baby face kid, right? Yeah. Hold up, I'm I'm just hitting the IMDb real quick. But watching this movie, I also realized that um, Jennifer Love Hewitt was in it. Who? Jennifer Love Hewitt. Okay. Yeah. Until I watched no, it, like, I, mean, I didn't. No, I didn't no what I said, who 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 was she? That's what I meant. I'm he was sorry. the random kid. Yeah, Ryan oh. Toby. Ryan Toby was in Sister Act Two, and he was he was one of the uh, members of City High. So here's what makes me sad. When somebody who has talent gets into the wrong group and it folds and then your whole career folds with it just because you got into the wrong group. Well, he was in Girls Trip, the soundtrack. So he's still working. That was pretty recent. He was in Beat Shazam. He was in Beat Shazam? With Jamie Foxx. That's, that's, a, that's a game show, yeah. Yeah, so like he's still working. Oh, he thing. married Claudette, so they just fell together. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I feel like that's that's what happened. They have two children. They've been married since two thousand four. That's a good life. I'm happy with for him. So he he's doing soundtracks. You're right. Um, I'm happy for him. Like a song. He's making soundtrack. Yeah, he's making he's making money. Mm. He's got well, he's making some money. I well, say he was making a lot. Apparently, apparently he writes. Yeah, look at him doing this thing. Like it's just not. He may not be having the success that like. 
You, you may are you talking of? about the composer thing? The last time that he made a song was 2017. Before that, it was 2006. It ain't like he's writing. Damn, like it's like it's it's 2019. So like my man been chilling. So for he two went years. 11 years between songs, and now he's gone two years between songs. He's not a writer. That's like me saying I'm. Well, I take that back because I do say. Well, no, I don't because of sin and solace. I did that a long time ago. I can't stand on those laurels. Wait, <laughs> which and laurels? I do stand on those laurels. <laughs> I just like the I like the phrase standing on laurels. Sorry. I miss I miss all so much. But I okay. mean, according, to, according to Wikipedia, he put out some music on his own last year. I should hope so. <laughs> I like how like you don't want to check the references for Wikipedia. You can just click the citation and then follow it through. And then you can verify if you believe it or not. You don't have to say it like say it like a question. <laughs> according to Wikipedia, he put some music out on his own. Last year, maybe. <laughs> I mean, because ain't nobody, ain't nobody heard it. Just so check the thing the that gets me about Disney Plus <laughs> is the fact that everything that you want, other than the Mandalorian, they gave you the Mandalorian like here, but everything else you want doesn't come out till like next year. Um, my issue with Disney Plus is that they put up a bunch of racist shit, and they were like, "Oh, we'll just put trigger warnings on it." Nigga, you already know about the racist shit, though. Why are you surprised? <laughs> Like, yeah, but they're not. I, so, my issue with it is when they're actively making money on it. And I that's mean, what's happening. Tom and, and Jerry, I have their Blu ray set right now. And if you put it into the system, it pops up with a trigger warning. And Thomas? then it just goes with the straight, with the straight racist shit. Yeah, because it has a bunch of racism in it. Like, and then, like, I'm talking like Dumbo with the crows. We're talking aristocrats with the cats. Uh, aristocrats are. Whatever. I don't know about the aristocrats, but like, let's be honest. Like, those, those crows are very kind of coonish crows. But they are instrumental in his development. Uh, yeah, but they can also, like, not make money off of racism and people enjoying watching racism. I have no plans of watching that. Like, but I, I have I have enjoyed my Marvel movies. I, that's the only reason why I got it was for the Marvel movies. Everything else is I mean, like... Yeah, that's cool. I'm, I'm just not... I'm not fucking with it. And, I mean, that, I already wasn't fucking with it, to be honest. So I'm not, like... But Yo, I'm definitely not fucking with, with that. I seen some shit yesterday. Let me tell you what I saw. So I started watching Agent Carter. I've never watched it. And <clears> I'm <throat> watching I'm watching the Marvel movies and you know they had the throwbacks to Agent Carter when it has anything to do with Captain America. Um so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna watch Agent Carter. So I started watching Agent Carter and one of the last two episodes there was a there was a cop that stopped the bad guys and the cop was black and i was like where the fuck did this ever happen this shit takes place in 46 there were black police officers in 1946 in 1946 that was that was and he was cleared to to pull over two white people i i believe there were black police officers starting in like the 20s i think i i was under the impression that they had rules First black police officer was Samuel James Battle. He was in New York City. New York City? He was sworn in in March 6th, 1911. And he was a sellout. Oh, of course. But, well, I don't know. That far back, I don't know. Well, yeah, police wasn't sellout that far back. All they were back <laughs> then was slave catchers. That's true. And I just want to point out real quick that I watched Harriet. What you think? It was 
It was okay. The only reason why I wanted to see it is because my my homeboy's little girl plays in the movie. I like Cynthia. I, I liked her in all the movies that she's been in, including Widows. Everybody's saying that she shouldn't have done it because she was she's not African American. Like nigga, if y'all 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 the first ones jamming the Jamiroquai talking about he does R and B. That nigga's from Britain, so and he's white. Um, so there's that. But he, I thought she did a tremendous job. Um, the the rumors that were popping up about how she falls in, she has a love story with her white slave owner, and the slave owner is the one who actually is the hero at the end. That's all bullshit. Okay. None of that happens. There is a black slave catcher, but like you just said, there were black police back in 1911. So yeah. niggas going to turn on niggas till the end of time. Um, it was better than I expected it to be. Like, as far as just, it, it didn't have a lot of preamble. It was literally, she escaped. She made it to Janelle Monet's house, or she met up with the <laughs> dude who wrote down her history. She went to Janelle Monet's house and stayed there for a year. Janelle showed her how to act more like a free woman. And who's, she was Janelle Monet playing in the uh I think her name's Marie. Okay. Yes, Marie <laughs> Marie Cannon. And like, so she based on an actual person. So let's shout the actual person out. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know. But I it's fucking Janelle Monet. Like, come on, man. Like, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's dope that it is Janelle Monet. I get it. But she goes to Marie's house and stays there for a year and learns how to be, how to act more like a free woman. And then she goes right the fuck back. And at that point, they stop showing anything of her being up north. She's just, she comes, they have like a full on montage where they just show her showing up with slaves. No word. And and initially, I thought that she was going, like, I don't know. I thought that she was, like, going to Georgia or something like that to get these slaves. She's going from Pennsylvania to Maryland. So it's like a two-day trip or a one-day trip, um, which is dope. I mean, she's still freeing slaves, <laughs> but I thought it was bigger than that. <laughs> history. Oh, the, no, really, that's the not books funny. don't really talk about yeah, it. Yeah, that's, it's not funny. That's That's true, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, so to find true. out that it was like it wasn't nearly as long as I thought it was it was like oh oh and then to um find out that she was in the Civil War it was like oh that's dope too you know she did a lot of amazing things but I think that they may have dramatized a lot of this story that they didn't need to dramatize because her story was dope enough but I think filmmakers feel like certain folks won't come out to see this movie if they don't dramatize it more. Well, yeah. They didn't have it. It wasn't like 12 Years a Slave where niggas were getting mutilated. They did show like slaves' backs with the with the whip marks and the welts and all that kind of stuff, but it was all after the fact they were healed scars. Yeah. Like they were really trying to cater to white people. This movie was way better than that movie about the the uh dude who drove the white guy through the south uh, the green book yeah it was way better than the green book i thought that was the worst movie i've seen in a long time um, i still haven't seen it i just kind of refuse you keep refusing brother stay strong uh, yeah the only reason why i refuse is because i you know because of mark his uh, that's his great uncle yes. that they shit all over yep wow don shirley was mark shirley's uncle Great uncle. 
They just took they a they just changed the entire up. story and didn't let his family in on the story <laughs> at all. Oh no, not even a little bit. Not nah. yeah. Um, that, yeah, so I like, I'm gonna say it. The only reason why I even was interested in watching Harriet was because my homeboy's daughter is in it, and she's also going to be in the new All That. Oh, dope. So, uh-huh. what what character does she play in? Harriet? Um, the, on, on this, this IMDb, it just says her name is Anger. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, she, you, wait, when the, when the trailer, when the trailer came anger. out. When when the trailer came out, like you see, you saw her a couple of times in the trailer. She's just a little girl. She's just shouting at people all the time. Ah! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that is dope though. Shout out to her. Like, yeah. I see her she's doing that. Her name doing is big Aria things. Brooks. That's what's up. And she also um, writes and sings her own songs. There's a, there's a lot of like really dope young black talent right now. It's actually pretty awesome. Word up. Oh, we're just going to leave it. A pause on that? All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, like, said word up right behind it. So. Last night, I just, I saw uh, me and my wife watch Little with, um, what's her name? The girl from uh, Blackish. Actual 15. Oh, Marzai. Yeah, and she, she fucking kills it in that movie. Like, yeah, she's, she's really, dope. really good in that movie. Uh, but, Regina, Regina, what, but? That's but, what, but? There's no. a lot of problematic jokes in that movie. Oh, well, yeah. That that whole movie. Me and my wife were talking about that because that uh all of the uh the male and all the grown men, little girl interactions are like yeah, yeah. that problematic. All all of that. <laughs> all of the interactions they had with the next door neighbor. Yeah. Uh, also. Where they were uh Oh, she's like, mad racist on a couple of levels. Mad racist, and I think there was like some transphobic jokes as well. Yep, somewhere in the movie. Yeah, it made me say. Was there a transphobic joke? I believe so. I, I I watched it when it first came out. It was either a transphobic or a homophobic joke. But I was think a her daughter. Joke. I think that what happened was that her daughter, uh, the next door neighbor's daughter, came out and was. Oh, that was that was no. She was. She kept saying that uh, she was like, no, it's just it was uh, a son who just had long hair. Yeah, and she was like, oh, you know, he's transitioning. Yeah, <coughs> or she, she's it, it, no trans. She's transitioning, so it was just gendering, misgendering her son which as an insult. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there it was. So yeah, those things happened in that movie, but she yeah. Marzai was spectacular. It was just weird, like you said, because she was oh, messing up on all these adults, and you know she's supposed to be an adult, but still to see it. Oh, the awkward ass. Uh, I always want to call him Luke James because because uh, of Star. What's that? What's that dude? When the dude came out dancing and shit. Yeah, that awkward ass scene. I, the strip me and my scene. wife. Yeah, me and my wife both were like, "Wait, there's mm-hmm. a," and I didn't make it any better. Uh, my wife was like, "There's a twelve year old in the room." It's like, well, technically she's fifteen, but you know, I get it. Still wrong. But it's like it's it's just like it's so awkward, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that that's I, I would not rewatch the movie, but I will say that Marseille was really really good in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, Luke James, that's um from Star. I, I never watched Star, um, but he's uh, Johnny Gill in the new edition. So. Oh, 
Oh, he should be. People oh, yeah, him. he was. His uh, real name is... Oh, Luke James is his real name. Okay, cool. His real, in the show, he was Noah. Put on your bread <laughs> dress. Yeah, Luke James is... He's actually like a uh, solid. I don't know if he's actually singing in Star though. If he's... Yo, in that in that um, the unsolved the murders of Tupac and Biggie, he played Puffy. What? I want to see that now. I don't. I want to see that now. I don't take that. Take that. I've take been listening. That. I've been listening to a podcast about the um, Biggie and Tupac thing, and it's been really interesting. I also went back to the previous story, which was about the Clinton administration and all the Monica Lewinsky stuff. That was super interesting. It was a lot more detailed than what my young ass knew at the time. Yeah, I think uh, when I was twenty-seven, I just one day sat down and like went through the whole Star report just out of curiosity and was like, Oh shit, this was insane. Yes. It's, it was just a, I mean, just like all of it was on, on his part. It's just all bad. It's just all really fucking bad. Like how the fuck he survived this is like the most amazing thing ever. Well, he was one of the most popular presidents of of his time. Like people were like, we can't, what are we gonna do? Give the country to fucking Al Gore? I, no. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the 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 whole thing was like people just really hated the like like Ken Starr and like all yeah. like they hated them so they, much. They went so they hard said, on the sex angle and not on the obstruction of justice angle. Like it got so exactly. sleazy, especially when you read the Star Report and how focused he was on like basically just humiliating. The president, and by extension, obviously Monica Lewinsky got just really drugged to the mud. Yeah. And and the the other lady, the the other lady who got who had gotten raped, I didn't know anything about that stuff. Yep. Yeah, that that got swept on the rug. What the fuck? Yeah, Bill Clinton is not great. No, most of them aren't great. Yeah, I have yet to really under- run into one of them that are great. Now he's like, I feel he like William like, Taft was cool. He was like, he's no, fuck him. Bill Clinton was really a piece of shit, like, like a, like yeah. a complete piece of shit. Like, I, it, it's so bad. Like, and I didn't know any of this because, of course, I was a child when all of this yeah. stuff was happening. But like, holy fuck, was he a piece of shit? I knew about the dick sucking as a kid because that, that was that's just all I that, knew about. And in the, in the, in the um, that was the, the most cigar. Uh, yeah, the cigar and the, the dick sucking, that was the most. And the cigar, I didn't understand until I got older. And I was like, oh. But the dick sucking, I I, I was like, oh, okay. Because I made a big deal about uh, the whole, like, um, her dry cleaning. Because she had to get, she never went and got the dress cleaned. It oh, just had like a comes. They explained that because the, um, they, actually, um, they actually did an interview with Linda Tripp. And she's and basically what happened was that happened. She tossed the dress to the side. She at that time she had been transferred to the Pentagon, and that's when she met Linda Tripp. And you know, at some point she started spilling the beans to Linda Tripp, and somebody convinced Linda Tripp to start recording everything. But because they were gathering evidence, she told the person that she was talking to uh, her, the person that was advising her um, about the dress and they said you need to convince her not to uh not to wash that dress 
And like, she basically said like, you know, if something happens, like you need that as evidence, um, you know, because, you know, she was feeling bad because she got transferred to the Pentagon. Uh, and so it was like, if something comes, if something comes out about this, you need that as evidence. So don't, don't clean that thing. So like Linda Tripp convinced her not to clean it. Yeah. So I, it wasn't like she was just nasty and absent-minded. It was just like, and then also it was one of those things to where it's apparently whenever she did the thing, uh, he never let her finish except for that one fucking day, that one day he let her finish. And that's what happened as a result. See, while y'all have these conversations, that gives yeah, me a chance was, to try and beat this level. Yeah, that was way too long. I, <laughs> I, I didn't I got, fucking I, ask look, for all of that. Look, like, it, this, this is the update while you were doing uh, that scar. I don't even know what you said. I got to go back. So much detail that just wasn't show. necessary. Like, this no, is why I, I don't listen to I those really, fucking shows. I, I got I like, I got, I uh, totally into this shit. I'm I don't sorry. give, That's I don't me. give That's any fucks. It was so long. It was just like this long. I don't know what he said. I don't want to know. But um, what I did was I literally, Jay, got one hit away from killing this dude. I feel like I'm just on like three fighting podcasts right now, and it's just giving me a headache. Yeah, but I got one <laughs> hit away from killing this dude. Oh, you nice. You know what that means to me. Celebrate me. Witness me, motherfuckers. <laughs> so uh, on our video game podcast... <laughs> Roshani is one hit away from beating a mid-level boss that uh, after six months, he has had some difficulty fighting. Man, he's so- On our True Crimes <laughs> podcast, Scar is excited about the fact that Linda Tripp talked Monica Lewinsky out of cleaning cum off her dress. And I guess I'm running a comedy podcast. I'm not sure. On our comedy podcast, Jay is just commentating the entire thing, breaking the fourth wall in his metal way. Nice. Yes. I thought you'd be happy for me. I, I just really checked out when you started talking about shit that I didn't care about when I was a kid. And I wasn't even a kid, really, when it happened, I guess. I was 12. I don't know. Fuck it. Who cares? I think I was into it as a kid because... Uh, Dick like, sucking was, a, was in there No, somewhere? not even that. Like, because everyone was. Like, I've always kind of been a little bit into politics anyway. But <laughs> it was like, I think somewhere along the line, I heard the... This is only the second time in history a president has been impeached. And I was like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> let's like, let's, I want to see what's going on with this. And so like, and then that, and like, <laughs> after the salaciousness of the details, I remember revisiting it, I think at 18. And then again, at like 26. And at 26, it was more like, all I paid attention to last time was like the sex. Like, let me actually look at what else happened. So I've always, I think I've always kind of had an interest in, in it because it was like historically a thing that had not happened anywhere else. So Jay-Z is mad at Colin Kaepernick. He feels like uh, Colin turned the workout that Jay-Z worked so hard to get for him into a publicity stunt. Meanwhile, what I'm hearing is that Jay-Z only pushed for the workout because he was upset because people were calling him a sellout because of what he did when he first got into the league with this deal and did nothing to help out Colin. And now a source close to the situation says Jay thinks Kaepernick turned a legit workout into a, into a, into a publicity stunt. So now he'll probably have him on his next album. 
it was a publicity stunt from the beginning with it being on a fucking Saturday. And then they and they ju- they had just let him know like the Tuesday before we're gonna do this for you on Tuesday like for real like y- like y'all ain't give me no time. Also, like let's be real. First of all, I need to start this by saying fuck Jay Z. Fuck like, Jay Z. I, I, I mean, how how much of this stuff like is being said around Jay Z? What, what, what did he Jay-Z. actually fucking say? So let's start off with just fuck Jay Z. Uh, but secondly, like Colin Kaepernick is of and of himself still a talented football player. He's still working out, still in shape, clearly. And Jay-Z didn't get him a workout. It was enough pressure from enough different people about the fact that they were just basically being racist and holding somebody uh, out of playing a game because they didn't want to have to contend with his political views. Like that's really the long and short of it, they didn't They didn't want to give a platform to someone that they felt wouldn't use it in their favorite way or the way they wanted to use it. Yeah, this a source close to the situation. No, I'm not taking that shit as, as, as law. Fuck that. No. I just, I feel like this is something that, that and, and honestly, I feel like, like everybody who says that Colin Kaepernick is not talented enough to be a quarterback in the NFL, is, it's, it's an idiot because the dude took a team to the Super Bowl it was one play away from a second one. <laughs> legit one took it like one legit point. took a team to the Super Bowl, and like everyone's like, "Well, he doesn't have what it takes, N- nigga." What what more does it take? <laughs> like, what more do you want from a quarterback? A quarterback who has Super Bowl experience, <laughs> like just, even as a backup. Do you know how insane that would be to be like, "Oh, here's our quarterback who has been to the Super Bowl, like he played deep in the playoffs. If nothing else, he understands." defenses and he understands the intensity of the playoffs and playing on the, the arguably according to American football the the most intense stage in the world so like anybody else with that resume is at least a backup even Trent Dilfer yeah but because it's ridiculous and with the amount of quarterbacks getting hurt this year Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I mean, there's. I actually, don't know how many quarterbacks are getting hurt this year. I, I know I one guy hit with a helmet, and he deserved it. He <laughs> I, deserved the fuck out of that shit. Let's I, <laughs> I saw part of that. First of all, I don't. Does anyone really deserve to be assaulted with a weapon? Like, yes. just, you do when he you try to take shit. the helmet off first, and then you run up. On yeah, him. that alternate angle tells the whole fucking story. He, and when him they in were the nuts. on the ground, when they were on the ground, he tried to pull the dude's helmet off. Like, what were you going to do with that helmet? And then, if he would have left it there when he got up, when he got up and came back after him, he made the situation worse. Yeah. So, like, and why is he not in trouble in the oh. same? Because because he's white. Yeah, I mean, of course, and he's a quarterback that's backing up the quarterback who got hurt. Well, um, we're not supposed to say because he's white, because according to a lot of people, race has nothing to do with this word. He started it. <laughs> he started. Well, I mean, I feel like people who say that are just trying to negate that because honestly, race has everything to do with it. Uh, like, he's first of all, he's a quarterback, a tradition, a position that is traditionally white. Um, and, but all of the best quarterbacks this year are black, and and there's like five of them. And uh, <laughs> he's going up against a defensive, against def- a defensive end, a tradition that is I'm just going to not tradition, a position that is traditionally black. Like yes, so 
my entire issue, I would say, with, with what I have seen of this, because I've only marginally paid attention to it <laughs> in my effort to not support the NFL. All of only of what I've seen of it, I saw one angle where like, yeah, he did run back in. He caught that. He caught that helmet, and he was like, he came in like he wanted some, and then when he got that helmet, he was like, oh no, he was like oh my god, no. and no, he and put his hand, he put his hands up like what happens like, when you when your when your mom walks in on you and your brother. Fight. Oh, he did that trying to get the ref to see it, like look, like hey, 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 look, 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 and so like yeah, he 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 was a real bitch about it, and then I saw his little uh, bitch ass report like press conference. He was like, um. I got attacked and assaulted <laughs> and I saw some of the backlash against it where people were like, he kicked them in the nuts. <laughs> and, and that, that alternate angle, that alternate angle that shows them that. going down together, you clearly see him grasping, trying to pull the other dude's helmet off first. And then he kicked the dude in the nuts, which. Yeah. I will say this. If you kick me in the nuts, all bets are off. I, I feel like that should be immediately be like entered as part of evidence. So that like, they're like, look, we're going to end his suspension. <laughs> like, we're going to give him two games, one game for each nut. Like, <laughs> I, like I get, the, I get the whole suspending the the, the Browns player because he like, hit him with a helmet. Uh, he, yeah. hit him with a, he hit him with a helmet, and like you know, people have gotten suspended before they changed the rules. Like, you, you know, uh, you get suspended or fined for using the ball as a prop. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. okay, you know I me. Mean? Like, you if you use the ball as a weapon probably a longer suspension but like he so like he deserved at least the season not no indefinite shit like at least the season like get him the fuck out of here this season it's it's the browns they're not doing anything so like he'll be all right but indefinite and then the other dude ain't get shit when he started it it could have fucking ended but he got up and came back after him and that's when he caught what the fuck he caught i don't give a fuck yeah. Also, again, I still stand by my stance. If you kick me in the nuts, I feel like all bets are off. Like at this point, I feel like this is a fight for my survival. Like no one kicks you in the nuts, and then they're like, "Oh no, we're cool now." And there's three people running up on you at once. Two of them are offensive tackles. And just to preface this, this all happened on Thursday during family dinner at my mom's house. So that's oh, why nice. I watched it because I didn't have a choice it was on somebody else's tv um but you have two offensive tackles running up on you as soon as they're holding you then all of a sudden you want to get brolic again i'm gonna protect myself nigga i still got your helmet which you tried to rip off my head and i just want to remind people who have never played football that getting a helmet ripped off your head is really fucking painful yep it does hurt really painful especially if you got dreads or whatever that are adding pressure like you literally have to go into the oh, ear hole to pull out in order that. to lift up your helmet usually but he still had the chin strap on he was wrenching it from side to side he was in a lot of pain this dude did that maliciously mm-hmm. then they got up and they were still three on two then he tried to step on his groin then he got his helmet off and tried to back away, and they continued to pursue him after he got his helmet off. He didn't hit him with the helmet immediately. They pursued him. Yeah, then, yeah. while the two other tackles were holding him, the quarterback comes up like it's fucking, like, really, like it was like, back hold to the me back, part nigga. two. Hold it me was, back. No, it was like Biff Tannen when uh, Marty was being held back by two of Biff's friends. That's how he walked up. Like, he, oh, we got you now, motherfucker. And then he got hit with the side of a helmet on the side of his head and was just like, oh, I'm so hurt. 
oh, ref, ref. But for him to not catch a fine or anything, a suspension when one dude's lost his entire season or maybe more, one yeah. dude lost three games and the other one lost one and the white dude doesn't get anything. And I'm not just saying white dude like it's like that. I'm just saying he's, he was the white dude in the situation and he doesn't get any punishment whatsoever when he started the whole thing. That looks bad. And ultimately, when people say, like, it's not about race, like, again, it's always about race. There's nothing you can do to, like, stop it. And, like, only white people get to, like, decide when it's not about race. Like, as black people, for us, unfortunately, it is always about race. It is never a point where we get to get away from it. And there's just instances all over the, like, everywhere where it's just like, oh, this shouldn't be about race. It should just be about this thing, like our skills or what happened. But it always is there. So yeah, that happened. <laughs> Man, that sucks. It sucked bad. Because that dude was already like, <clears throat> honestly, he was already getting laid out. He was getting rushed and hurried and everything. He had thrown like three interceptions. He was having a horrible day. And Miles Garrett, who's one of the best, I guess, like young defensive linemen in the game, from what I'm hearing, he was like the number one pick a couple of years ago, right? I don't know. Scar. Scar must have dipped out because Scar would have started singing, you know, praises right there. But yeah, um, he hit him at the end of the game and it was a little bit late. Honestly, if I'm pursuing somebody and they throw the ball right before I get to him, I may not be able to stop either. But while he's on the ground and trying to get back up, they scuffle, and then that's when it turned into him trying to rip his helmet off because he was mad because he had already gotten sacked like twice. Dude was probably talking shit to him, like, you're going to be on the bench for the rest of your life. And so then he tried to rip the helmet off his head, and that escalated it from what could have been an innocuous one to a six right there. Yeah. I feel like that type of, like, dirty shit like it's it's it feels like type of play that like so you know we all know that that type of player who'll do like little dirty things to you to like fuck with you um and then like when you call him on it or when you get aggressive he's like what what i didn't like oh my god and then you are the one in trouble i feel like we've all run into that player and that just seems like that's who he is like i'm you know not so much in football, well, a little bit in football, but a lot more in basketball, I guess I've experienced that, where it's like people who will like like, like grab your shirt, like hook your arm, like lean into you, like just, just really do annoying ass, like just like when no one's looking, like wrap, wrap you up. So like when you get a little bit ahead of them, like pull you back, like if you outrun them, they'll like try to slow you down, like just a little shit like that. Kevin like, Garnett? Oh my God. Like Bruce Remember Bowen? when he said that... uh that Lala tastes like Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> but like, I'm talking about just, I'm talking about actual physical things where it's just, it is a hundred percent. If a ref sees you going to be a foul. No, no Kevin, but, Kevin Garnett did that with all of the white players. He didn't really. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's a hundred percent going to be a foul if a ref sees you, but as long as the ref doesn't see you, it's just constantly happening. And occasionally a ref will catch him and they'll call a foul and you'll be like, yes, thank you. <laughs> but like that shit is, it's so annoying. And it, it's one of those things where like, like I get it. Cause you get to a point where it keeps happening. It keeps happening. We don't know how much like back and forth uh, that was going on. But like when someone does something really dirty, especially like if, if you're 
100% winning the matchup against them and they're doing dirty shit to like fuck with you because we don't know what was happening in those other two sacks. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We just saw him trying to rip his helmet then. We don't know what else he was doing. He might have been like punching him, kicking him, like just trying to, you know, just anything to try to fuck with him to get, to get him off of him. And they might have been jawing back and forth. I'm just saying, like, I understand the frustration. I know that player who's the dude who's like doing a bunch of dirty shit, but then when you finally call him on it, it's like, what? I didn't. Not even, I mean, everybody's dealt with that person. Who I don't yeah. know why they're hitting me. I don't understand. It's like oh, it's oh. just like like the one white uh, lady who went to Popeyes trying to get a chicken sandwich in a room full of black people called somebody a nigger, and then later why outside, are you hitting me? No, they did you not see this video? They no, they, they followed her outside, and then oh, dude, like goddamn f five her. He just picked her yes. up in the air yes. and was like black, and she screamed <laughs> to the point where like the dude who did it was like oh shit, <laughs> he was like <laughs> oh no. <laughs> But he F five her on like goddamn concrete. It was yes, ooh. <laughs> like you it, you could hear her hit the concrete. It was like it was this loud crunch. It was nasty. Oh my gosh, so nasty. Oof. <laughs> but yeah, that the if I don't know. I don't know what to recommend anybody watching that video, but I mean yeah, if you run I, across I, it, you should stop. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, I, I never have an issue with folks getting there over doing dumb shit, but... Yeah, like, I wouldn't seek it out, but if you're scrolling through the timeline and you see white lady says nigga in a Popeye's chicken sandwich recipe, like, you know, pause for a minute. For the cause. Like, yeah, they're like, yeah, check it out. Just be like, oh, okay. So, uh, today is the 15th anniversary of the release of Half-Life Part 2. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was your wedding anniversary. I was going to get super excited. No, we just, if, we just if this was our anniversary, I wouldn't be here. Oh, okay. Um, Good. But November but. 2004, and I'm reading this, and I'm like, it's true. November 2004 should also go down in history as the greatest month of video game releases in the history of ever. Yes, sir. In November okay. 2004, Half-Life 2 came out. Okay. World of Warcraft came out. Okay. Metroid Prime Part 2 came out. Okay. Metal Solid, Metal Gear Solid Three, uh, Snake Eater came out. Okay. Halo Two came out. Okay. Roller Coaster Tycoon came out. Roller Coaster Tycoon Part Three, <laughs> sorry, came out. Counter Strike okay. Source came out. Nice. Hill Zone came out. Mm-hmm. Legend of Zelda: The Minish Cap came out. Uh-huh. The Jewel Part Two came out. Mm-hmm. EverQuest Two came out. Mm-hmm. Mario Power Tennis came out. Jax Three came out. Mm-hmm. And Need for Speed Underground Part Two came out. All okay. in November. Can I say? Oh, and Mario sixty four DS came out along with the DS. Can Can I say something that's gonna? What this was November? What year? Two thousand four. Okay, and oh, I couldn't God. afford half of those games. I just came to the realization that I uh, I pl- I played one of those games. I played Halo two. Yep. <laughs> but, but that yeah, doesn't take it. away from me recognizing like all those oh, games. World of Warcraft. Those games were all highly highly uh reviewed got great yeah. scores um they were I don't recognize i recognize counter-strike and i recognize uh well well obviously world of warcraft and there were a couple others i recognized but a lot of those like i did not even know existed i don't think i know enough about gaming well need for speed you know that's well of course 
but that's a franchise. I feel like, of course, like most of us recognize franchises within video gaming. Yeah. That's, you know, like Gran Turismo. Um, wow, good old Gran Turismo. God, AKA I used to love Gran Turismo. the wall. Gran Turismo is my, sh- like, I, Gran Turismo and Sega GT, I really got into those two games uh, at one point where I was I like. I pass all those tests. Sorry, I never got it. Right? The license test. Avoid uh, this I wall. Love that shit. No. <laughs> I used to love that shit. Like, it's. I said, my favorite racing game is fucking um, Need for Speed Most Wanted. The, my the favorite first racing not game. That, not that is... remake shit. That's basically fucking Burnout. My favorite racing game is Burnout Paradise. Yeah. Burnout Paradise was so good. Nah, I didn't get into Paradise. I'm more of a revenge type dude. Revenge was fun, but Paradise was really, really good. Revenge I was like the open though. world. I want my shit to be blocked off. Damn it. <laughs> I like. I do like uh, racetracks where like you can go three or four different ways, and you have to just figure out which way is the best or which way is going to work out better for you. I'm into that. Like, I like the split second. Like, okay, you got four different options here. Uh, you got like about half a second to make a choice. Whichever one you take is really going to affect. Yeah, you're going super fast. Whichever one you take is really going to affect you. Like, that's my shit. Like, I'm really into that. I, and I guess it's one of those things where, like, obviously it, it turns into, like, uh, you just have to play the track enough to be able to know, like, okay, this is not going to work out for me. But I don't know. I think I'm just – I just really dig that that in a racing game. Like, I like it better than I like items. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I prefer having options in the track than having, like, power-ups. I can see that. One of my favorite games, I think, uh, oh, what was it? It was on uh, Nintendo 64. And I cannot remember the name of it, but it didn't really have power-ups. It had track options and, like, hidden. I- oh, go ahead. I was going to just say, I don't understand how some kids, it wasn't just black folks, but some kids made it the Nintendo 64. I never understood how that worked. Um, kids would say, I want to play the Nintendo. And I mm-hmm. was, I, I, it always irritated me. So when you said the Nintendo 64, I, I literally was, I had a flashback mm-hmm. of my little cousin saying, mom said that I could play your Nintendo 64. And I was like, your mom is my aunt. She doesn't live here. And then he uh, told on me, and my mom got mad at me for not letting him play with the Nintendo 64. <laughs> I like the line it. of, I do like the line, of course they did, because those joysticks were fragile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were so easy. I would, if you were, honestly, if you were over, if you were under, I would say 15, you were going to, you were going to trash those things. I had so many broken joysticks because of fucking little kids. Anyway, uh, I found, while you were saying that, I found the, the name of the, the game. It was Top Gear Overdrive. That was one of my favorite games. Okay. And it was because it didn't really have power-ups or, like, missiles, but it had secret tracks and uh, secret, well, basically had boosts and then secret portions of the track that you could break through uh, that were a little faster. And then they had, like, optional routes that you could take. I was really into that. It's kind of my jam, I think, when it comes to racing games. So, um, Sarah Dessen is a white woman. Okay. I thought, was, I, I thought that was a pill at first. I was like, is that like a type of drug? That's like- iridescent. Um, <laughs> Sarah Dessen is a white woman who's an author. She writes uh, young adult novels. Mm-hmm. And um, a college student 
who goes to a school or graduated from a school that votes books into their common read program, which their common read program is the book that gets voted is then required reading for all the first year students. Mm -hmm. Plus the author comes to the school and does a a talk. Oh, dope. Uh, This um, student out in South Dakota Mm -hmm. um, said that she was making it her life goal to make sure that Sarah Dessen, her book didn't get chosen. At least that's what Sarah Dessen tweeted out to all of her followers on Twitter, which were a lot of people. Sarah Dessen uh, at this point has 268,400 followers. Oh, no. Um, And she took a partial screenshot of this uh, young lady's thoughts about keeping her off the uh, out of the common read program. Um, And she said, and I quote, underneath the screenshot, she put, I'm having a really hard time right now and this is just mean and cruel and i hope it made you feel good she tagged she added the the woman in her mentions so in response to her tweet another ya author saban siobhan s-i-o-b-h-a-n siobhan or siobhan 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 it's it's pronounced siobhan okay siobhan vivian uh in response to her uh, sarah Dessen's tweet wrote fuck that fucking bitch i just want to point out again a white lady <laughs> to which another ya author danielle clayton and she's white and her danielle is spelled d-h-o-n-i-e-l-l-e danielle uh she added can i ask if can i add a few more choice words for siobhan's brilliance fuck that raggedy ass fucking bitch these are all people who have at least blue check marks 150,000 followers on Twitter. Yikes, this is going to go bad. Um, uh, Vivian, Siobhan wrote an email to Vulture that read, I tweeted something that I should have DM'd. I was hurt because my friend was hurt, and now I've hurt someone else. I was truly sorry for my part. But this is all after Vulture came out and wrote an article about it a week later. Um. The student who's now a graduate, a graduate student in linguistics studying online harassment, uh, told several outlets in an email that her quote was taken out of context because, again, Sarah Dessen only took a screenshot. Rather than joining the committee specifically to keep Dessen's book off the book list, she joined the Advocate for Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson, Breath Eyes Memory by Edgewick Danicat, and When Breath Becomes Air by Paul Kalanthi books she believed to be more appropriate for a college-level reading list. Um, Also, the books that she was trying to get in there were books about racism and about confronting racism. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Hate You Gives author uh, was chosen the year before. Um, In 2018, she was chosen to be the um, common read... (laughs) Uh, recipient and so now she went in 2018 but now she says that her being chosen was appalling and she said it was written for teen girls don't make any of my books your common read since my demographic is beneath you 
this is the one like one of the black women in in this situation who are riding for a white woman who would never ride for them but i'm asleep yeah um jody picolt and jennifer weiner two best-selling authors who also join into the fray uh have not deleted their tweets or apologized however another bestseller <clears throat> Roxanne Gay, <clears throat> who accused Nelson of having an inflated idea of her own taste level, has apologized for her part on the pylon. And she said, when I responded to Destin's tweet, I didn't read the article, just a screenshot. Message to all y'all Twitter mob mentality motherfuckers. Yeah, you, you really... That's something like, I will say, like, read the article. <laughs> like, Before if you you're gonna... Ahead. If you're gonna opinion, if you're gonna opinion out there on the internet, like you should go read, like make sure it's founded on something because you gotta, you gotta make sure that you you know what the fuck you're doing when you post some shit. I mean, Lizzo is feeling this shit now. Yes, oh, wow. Lizzo yeah. is getting defamation suits, and it's not much she can really say against it because she because straight up and down did. Yep, it's all documented. The only argument I think she really has is like I didn't lie; I just told the truth. It's just, I don't know. Which wasn't actually the truth. No, it was not. So she went without knowing what was going on and flashed, and her followers got on this person and on this company. Yep. And it turned out she was 100% wrong. Just got the DNA test back. You're 100% incorrect. So (laughs) you're 100% sued. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, that heat. It's just punching down and now all of a sudden uh like i said the article came out from vulture and now sarah Dessen wants to send out an apology but she didn't even mention the name of the person she was apologizing to there was no adding of the person she was apologizing to and that's the thing that gets me the most when people start these pitchfork cruises on twitter just drive by hatred on twitter when they first are mad, they say the name every single time that they're talking about somebody. Like, it doesn't even have to be associated with them anymore, and they're still going to say their name because they're trying to dredge up the, the keep people mad at this person that they're mad at. But then when you want to apologize, all of a sudden it's just, I've grown, and I recognize the faults in my ways, and I apologize to anybody that I hurt. I apologize to the person who was quoted or whatever it may be. And it's like, well, if you were big enough to say their name the first go around, when you find out that you were absolutely in the wrong, which you were, be that, have that same strength. Um, Michael that. Irvin, keep the, keep the same energy. Like, when, you, when this shit comes back around, I need you to keep the same energy. And they never do. Never do. Also, like, the entire point about this, if we go back to all the way to the beginning, was she just didn't want to read her book because it's a... I, I actually looked this story up while you were talking about it. They're at a university, and mm-hmm. it's a teen novel. Yeah, it's and a she was YA like, book. I just, she's like, I just don't... I'm, I want to read something. I, mean, I didn't come to college that I pay for to fucking read a teen novel. Mm-hmm. To be fair, they did also do Ready Player One. So, like, I mean, that's problematic. But I'm saying... Like I could get being like, look, I tried to stop Ready Player One. I couldn't. So Just Mercy, one of the books was a book about racial bias in the criminal justice system. That was what she was trying to get in there instead of Sarah Dessen's young adult book. She was trying to, you know, expand away from being a teenager and, and read a book like an adult. And so, and a lot of the, 
critics are like, oh, so young women can't misogynist, be misogynist. Yes, like, young women, their viewpoint can't be expressed. They totally can, and you can have a book about teenage women that's written for adults. Those books exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, the reason why the hate you give made it that far is because it was a book about racial bias in mm. policing. Really, it was about black kids getting murdered by police. Yeah. And also about code switching in a white school. It was all about racial bias. That's the reason why I made it, in my opinion, just looking from the outside in. No, I agree. But a book about, I I just, I want to see what her book is about. Right. I'm really curious now. (sighs) Okay, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Looking her up. Was the book Saint Anything? Yep, it was Saint Anything. Okay, let's see what this book is about. The book that she was trying to get uh, nominated for the com- for the Common Read. Oh, the book that she was uh, trying to get nominated. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, and this is from Sarah Destin's website. Peyton, Sydney's charismatic older brother, has always been the star of the family, receiving the lion's share of their parents' attention and lately concerned. When Peyton's increasingly reckless behavior culminates in an accident, a drunk driving conviction, and a jail sentence, Sydney is cast adrift, searching for her place in the family and the world. When everyone else is so worried about Peyton, is she the only one worried about the victim of the accident? Enter the Chathams, a warm, chaotic family who run a pizza parlor, play bluegrass on weekends, and pitch in to care for their mother who has multiple sclerosis. Here, Sydney experiences unquestioning acceptance, and here she meets Mac, gentle, watchful, and protective, who makes Sydney feel really, really seen for the first time. If I had to read that for college, like, this is something that you're forced to read, the first years have to read it. If I had to read this book, I'd be mad. I'd be very upset, especially, like, when... Okay. (laughs) Like you have an opportunity to help like expand young minds and like expose, expose them to viewpoints that they would not otherwise be exposed to, but also like expose them to like what literature is not just from a standpoint of like a YA novel, which by the way, most of those are like, I'm not going to take a dump on YA novels. Mm -hmm. I will say I they're they're fine. I mean, we're that, doing a we're doing a book club right now on Harry Potter, which is literally why right. and they're not. good and they're good. And I'm not, but like, there's a difference between uh, like the level of nuance and subtlety and imagery and symbolism that would exist in just an adult novel or an adult piece of fiction as of regards to a YA piece of fiction. There is a lot of symbolism, and I'm not trying to take away from that. I'm just saying that the levels are way deeper. I think adult novels also tend though YA novels are going a little bit more into this adult novels however tend to to go more into the foray of uh like the problematic parts of uh society and how it affects relationships between men and women i think they tend to delve a little bit more uh into in some cases uh problematic eras within our country and they attack it in a way uh that is not kind of sparing because they don't want to overload a young mind and, and there's there's a reason for reading those types of books so like the example I, I will give would be like ralph ellison i feel like that book is 
it is rough to read or not Ralph Ellison, sorry, Invisible Man by Ralph Ellison. I feel like that book is, is a really rough read. It's extremely difficult. It's, it's really prose heavy. Uh, it has a lot of concepts and symbolism and imagery in it. That's, that takes a lot of breaking apart, but the reward of reading it and understanding it and getting through all of the symbolism and prose and kind of understanding the thought process behind it really kind of opens your mind towards, you know, a, a plane of our society that you would not normally get a chance to walk into. So I think there's, there's some merit to, you know, considering legitimately quote unquote adult books. Mm-hmm. Particularly in a reading program for a, you know, a university, like I'm paying for an education and I don't think of Sarah Dessen as being the type of author from the, even just from, and again, not trying to shit on YA authors. I'm just saying like, if I'm paying for an education, Sarah Dessen isn't the author I'm paying to get educated by. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like that's an unfair statement. Like if we're talking like name your favorite authors right now, not even favorite name, the best authors in the world right now. No one's like starting their list with Sarah Dessen. No one's ending their list with Sarah Dessen because she's not on anyone's list. Mm-hmm. anyway oh and and as a result of this the the black authors that stood up for her are currently being dragged oh of course <laughs> of course i mean especially when her name sounds like a designer drug who roxanne gay no sarah thomas is the one who wrote the hate you give yeah she's the one who uh said that Nelson's quote was appalling and demanded that Northern State not choose any more of her books for the program. Mm-hmm. Um, also, as an aside, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, my bad. No, it wasn't. It, it might have been something big. I, don't, I just don't remember what it was. Okay. Uh, I wanted to take a quick run because we still have not really talked oh, about sorry, it. Oh, sorry, sorry. I just remember. Oh, the school think? apologized. Did they? Yeah, the school apologized for um, the student statements. Oh, yeah, to Sarah Dessen. Yeah. Like, really? I've seen so many schools that are like, you know what, fuck you. Our students say what they say and we support them. For you to apologize to a, uh, a author because her feelings, their feelings got hurt over something that was an opinion of one person that was honestly, when you look at it, maybe something you should look at? And, and it was half of the fucking opinion. And you failed your students. You're not riding for your students at all at this point. I don't trust the uh, administration. Hell no. I feel like it's... Okay, I'll say this for the administration. This is all like a nasty little area for colleges in general. So I think it's a... Most colleges don't have a plan for dealing with this. And the few that have, particularly considering like, what was the Supreme Court case where... Was the Supreme Court case where one of the colleges got like straight up and down sued for backing their students uh, in um, uh, calling out uh, a store as being uh, racist? Mm -hmm. Oh, and Danielle uh, Clayton is black. Yeah. And so like... uh, what I will say is for colleges, this is a very tricky area because you have on one hand, you know, very vocal young students who are not going to consider 
the uh, implications of what they're doing. Um, they, in some cases, may not have done uh, enough vetting to be at the point of protests. They are just, you know, ready to protest. And on the other hand, you also can't uh, quash the voices of your students. You can't uh, like try to silence them. So it, it's it's a tricky area. Like it's almost, I almost wish that uh, colleges had uh, like almost like a, they have student liaisons, but I wish the student liaison's job was also when something like this happens, you come to me, we look at the evidence that you have and we decide uh, how much legal liability this the university is willing to take with you. And we play out a plan. This is what you need to do. And if you go outside of this, we've already have assigned like plan together. This is what you were going to do and that we were willing to, to support you on. And if you go outside of our assigned plan, we just shrug and say like, well, we tried to stop them that way. Like, universities are covered students can still protest to the level that they want to protest but then it it becomes on their own grounds and it's not being quote-unquote supported by the university and i I feel like there there just needs to be way more like thought about this in general by by universities and by colleges but it's just such a treacherous ground for them can i ask y'all a question oh jay you had a whole other thing you were going to talk about oh it's just the nba but i mean you can you can keep going are y'all gonna eat Thanksgiving turkey? Or are you trying to find a, a, a alternate to Thanksgiving turkey? I don't um, eat turkey to begin with, so I'm good. Yeah, so I believe like Scar's gonna have a Thanksgiving chicken finger, and <laughs> <laughs> I truly feel like Thanksgiving turkey is played out. I will be serving turkey, but I will have ham as well. I feel like that combination is played out. I'm traditionalist, man. I'm from the south. I know that's the thing. I, it's it's all yes. about tradition. It's, like, it's all about the ham for me. And I feel like uh, Christmas is the time to be like, all right, let's 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 amp this up to something different. Like Christmas is when I want to break out. Like, well, we can't do prime rib because Abby can't eat beef. But like when I want to break out, yeah, when I want to break out like the fancy. Well, she doesn't like shrimp. We also have that issue. My wife is uh, picky, notoriously so. Yeah, but I I have a sister-in-law like that. She don't she don't come around to eat no more. Like really, when it comes to meat, it is uh, if it is not like if white meat is not an option, she's probably not gonna eat it. Um, pork, you have to like trick her. Like she'll eat a pork chop, but only like once, like every every half year or so. If you bring pork chops out twice a week, she'll be like, I don't want to eat pork chops anymore. Yeah, I, you know the the people the people that do, that claim they don't eat pork and then like eat. They eat something not knowing that it's pork, and then the moment you tell them that it's pork, they they pretend like, oh, now they're sick. She's not that person. Like, if you can oh, sneak it into, if you can sneak it by her and then tell her later, she'll be like, oh yeah, I like that, and she'll be fine. But uh, beef, she actually like my sister has this same issue too, where she just eating eating beef. I just want to remind people that Jay's sister is dope. Oh yeah, my sister when she eats beef, she gets sick, and and so does my wife apparently. So. Something about it is just make it literally unsettles their stomach. Wow. Yeah, I feel for them because hamburgers are like. That's what I was thinking. I was like, hamburgers are fucking dope. What do you mean? Yeah, it, it's 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 so perfect. It's like, hey man, I got about three minutes and I have one free hand. What can I eat? Bang, hamburger right there. Well, <laughs> what I was talking about with Shantae yesterday when we uh, did the dream team. Or the single simulcast, I'm sorry. But yep. what we were talking about yesterday is the fact that, honestly, 
folks really come to Thanksgiving for the side dishes. Oh, for real. Absolutely. And so you could really do something else. Like you can make a turkey burger and, and have like cranberry aioli or whatever on it and then have the side dishes and it's still traditional and it's easier because our thing wasn't my thing isn't so much well probably our thing to shine yeah our thing wasn't so much about turkey being dry like people can ruin a turkey really easily they can under season it and it's horrible and not that good stuff it's also just the amount of time and the amount of work that goes into making that one thing and the amount of time that it lasts and the amount of waste that it leads to there's a lot of bones and that like they get there's a lot of meat turkey. that don't get eaten Oh, I, I, you'll freeze it. No, I, so I freeze or grind up and use, you know, like, uh, cause you, if you have a blender, you can grind up meat. So like, I'll take it, freeze it, strip down. Like, uh, I usually strip all of it on like the second day. So like, uh, you know, after we eat, we store it. And then the next day we all kind of like eat again. And then that's when I get a knife and I just strip everything down. Uh, I will grind up and freeze any turkey and just use that for like ground meat. Um, if I like for like the darker pieces, especially because like Affy, God, I'm so tied to my wife now. Uh, Affy, hey, <laughs> let's 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 just circle back. Let's discuss. Let's let's talk I'm so about tied to my wife. What's up? I, I think it's wonderful. Yeah, I just like I just like remembering back to when I was tied like that, and I still am, and everything was like everything you do is with your wife, and I was like, just white motherfucker. Yeah, well, like, she white. she will not eat, like, the fattier parts of the turkey. So, like, you kind of have to pull that off and, and use it for other stuff. And, like, mm. you can also, like, oh, man, you can shred the turkey and use that to make, like, um, my mom makes, like, a it's a turkey salad. So, it's, like, chicken salad, but with turkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you can shred it and use it to do that. You can make uh, quesadillas can... with it, like, instead of chicken quesadillas. Because, honestly, people, can we just really say that chicken and turkey taste just alike? Um, it's all in the way you season it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's, there's a seasoning difference. But, yeah, they're birds, and they yeah. taste like birds. Yeah. <laughs> like birds do. I will say this. I have had a attempt at fried turkey with, like, battering and chicken rules. Like, chicken is just... Oof, chick, like fried chicken is like it's the creme de la creme like there's no better it's the yeah. perfect size i i think that was also the other problem is that like turkey has those uh those big ass tendons in it yes i mean <laughs> i am a fan of like the turkey legs when they're smoked like the ones you can get in the like, amusement parks and, I do, and carnivals and again stuff. those fat ass those big ass tendons i hate them shits but getting through those tendons is like why am i doing this myself so what yeah. shante said was just buy turkey breasts and smoke the turkey breasts that's, yeah, that's what we that's what we used to do because i don't eat turkey um so we would <laughs> so we would just buy the turkey breast for the rest of them oh okay and okay so we would just buy a breast instead of a whole turkey and do that so like i i have done that before when i was uh single and i had to eat thanksgiving by myself <laughs> i got a turkey breast and i cooked a turkey breast and cooked all of the thanksgiving food and i ate a single man's thanksgiving it was so yeah what i'm thinking about dumb. doing is Misha, <laughs> we have a turkey out in the in the garage oh if you don't and want it give it to me so i had the thought 
thoughts. Oh, never mind. Because it was one of those things where Nisha it was takes like, we've days had to start the thought too, by the way. Exactly. And you it's, have to you clear have to... out space in the refrigerator yep. because it can't just, it's a whole thing, people. And, you got, and if you brine it, it's also going to, like, you got to have a five gallon bucket. It's and a whole for that, annoying thing. Which you should brine your turkey, by the way. Yeah, well, most, of them, most of them come pre-brined. You can buy them already brined, I guess. But my mindset is I really just I want to make a prime rib. I may not make it this year. I may make it for Christmas this year. Yeah. But I want to make a prime rib. And um, for Thanksgiving, I really think I might just make a tri-tip. So I think this Christmas – uh, and she doesn't know it yet, so don't tell her. But I'm gonna make a. There's a African dish that's well Gambian actually that uh, Afi loves. It's called uh, domata, and I'm gonna make that for Christmas. I just want to talk about the fact that you said don't tell her. Like we just have access to Afi. Well, I mean, like, I mean, okay. like what? Like I'm gonna I mean, call I... on your phone and say, "Hey, Jay, can I speak to Afi?" And then tell her. No, I mean, I I said that relatively playfully, but I mean, you can take it seriously if you want to. Well, dang, I mean, Jay, I, I, she, she could I know. like your wife. I mean, I, 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 I don't. I mean, I. She's good people. I mean, she I, could know. I might call to <laughs> talk with her about it. No, I mean, she could know. I don't care. I actually don't care if she knows. She can know. But yeah, yeah no, I just have It's cool I that you're doing that her. for, or that you're trying that out. I hope it works. I know I've done it before. I've, I've made oh. them multiple times before. I, w- I would never stake. Uh, <laughs> I would never stake Christmas dinner on a dish I had never cooked before. What am I? <laughs> That's crazy. I would never do that. I, I even for uh, Thanksgiving, like, so I'm, I'm making a chess pie uh, for Thanksgiving. And that's been added to the menu. And I've already made two chess pies in the last week. Is marriage like... on the menu? <laughs> Sorry, I still hate that movie. Oh. I okay. have no idea what you're speaking of. No I'm idea sure what you're you. referencing. Sorry. So I made a chess pie. Uh, I made two, actually. Um, and by the way, chess pies, stupid easy to make. What is a chess pie? Lots of butter. Uh, it's actually it's only half a cup. So it's half a cup of butter, two cups of sugar. Um, only uh, half a cup do you know how much butter it takes for a half a cup it's lots of butter it's it's a stick like it's literally a stick of butter so it's and compared to like like sweet potato pie compared to like a lot of like compared to how much butter is just in the pastry like the actual crust itself it's a light amount for for desserts that's so sick actually in truth that's a light amount that's like well, it's also the amount of butter that's in a cookie, like in a batch of cookies as well. So, like, that's like a basic amount of butter, I, th- I feel. Desserts have a lot of butter in them, though. You're correct. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's that. It's a, a tablespoon of vinegar, um, a tablespoon of cornmeal, uh, two table no, two tablespoons of cornmeal, sorry, uh, a tablespoon of flour, and a quarter teaspoon of salt. And then, like, uh, you can make a coconut chest pie, which is what I've been doing. And you add coconut to all that. And then, like, four eggs as well. Uh, also, a quarter cup of milk. And it turns into, like, basically, like, a custard. Uh, and then you bake it. The top of it turns brown and, like, hard. And then the interior is kind of like a liquidy custard. And then you have to take it out and cool it. And then you put it in the refrigerator. And you cool it all the way in the refrigerator. It's like a custard pie. Like a coconut custard pie, basically. With, like, a, a crunchy top. Okay. You can also just Google chess pie. Mm-hmm. It's Matt Southern, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so like I've already made two of those because they're on the menu, and so it's like I'm I'm taking my runs at chess pies. I'm not having the first run 
be like Thanksgiving day and I'm like stressed out. I was like, no, no, I know all this is going to happen now. I know what to expect from this chess pie. I've done it like twice now. The only thing I don't do that with is turkey. I, I can't do a, you can't do like multiple turkeys the day before or the, you know, the weeks before that's too much. Right. But turkeys are pretty simple. It's just, you, uh, you clean it, you stuff it, you season it, and then you put it in the oven for ever. That's how you cook a turkey. It's in the oven for so long. I wouldn't know. And there's some basting that goes into it as well, which is always fun. Yeah, it's it's like a seven to eight hour roast. Jeez. Yeah, it's long. Yeah, that sounds like a small turkey. Yeah, no, that's not even like honestly, that's a bigger turkey. Turkey it takes way longer. Yeah, like, way. I, I purposely, I, I'm not getting one of those, and it also depends on how like, and I'm not even trying to be rude, how fresh the turkey is. Mm-hmm. A fresher turkey is going to take a little longer. A three a.m. wake up time for turkey people. Let's change Thanksgiving. I'm honestly, I will say this: I still like because it's the only other time I eat turkey. That's, I think it's because we eat ground turkey all the time here. I so I actually occasionally will do ground turkey. Uh, like I just made ground used it for like spaghetti, but I don't use it for anything but like spaghetti. If I do tacos, I always just do like pulled meat. So like I'll do like a pulled pork for a taco. And again, I think some of it's because we don't do beef tacos. So like even with a, a my wife would prefer to have a chicken taco to like a, a ground turkey taco. And yeah, yeah, and I don't, I, I'm not cook, like honestly, I, I don't just cook for myself because it, it's annoying to do that. Mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah, I'm not gonna I mean, be out here like yeah, spending just, hours in the kitchen just for me. That's I mean, crazy. I I don't know how I'm going to move back to cooking for just Nisha and myself. I don't think it's possible, but it'll be an interesting try once all the kids mm-hmm. trickle out. Because, like I said, Gogo's right behind Kenny. Yep. Turning 18. Man. And then it's just going to be us and Kid Awesome. Going to college. And, like, like, they're they're starting. Well, no, they're, they're, they're taking advantage of California's free two years of community college. Yeah, they should. Because we never impressed on them that you have to go. Well, I used to. You have to go to a four-year college. And it's like, no, the fuck you don't. That shit's expensive. Yes, it is. Get I will two say this. years for free. I will say this: if you get a scholarship, you should take it. But other than that, like, yeah, those that if you take as much free school as you can get, mm-hmm. that's that's the rule. Man, free school ain't that okay? Just, so let's go to the NBA because I want to talk about it, and we didn't really talk about it last last week. Yeah, because I said I don't watch, but go for it. Oh, well, then never mind. I guess I... No, go for it. I'm sure Scar's with you, and I, I'll be able to I, pop in with things. I can keep up with the headlines. That's all. Really? Just like I do for everything else. Okay, well, that's fair. Yeah, I I just... I'm I'm so excited about the season. Like, Paul George I, just came back. Like... 
he's on my fantasy basketball team, which is kind of a big deal for me. Yeah, one of the top headlines is he just dropped 37 in 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah, he dropped it on, on Atlanta, actually, which is kind of heartbreaking for me. <laughs> but <laughs> Atlanta, I, I'm excited for Atlanta. They're actually kind of – they're not great. They're okay. Phoenix is fucking – Goddamn surprisingly amazing. good they're actually winning holy yeah. fuck they fucking can amazing win games. and it's like the crazy part is just they just they just changed coaches and now they can win games and it's like ooh, whoever was coached last at phoenix uh, <laughs> same thing same thing happened with the, the warriors though um yeah that's because yeah, no, the only the only the warriors the only got deep into the playoffs the warriors would get deep into the playoffs the phoenix Suns like no mark, mark making the mark playoffs Jackson. before Mark Jackson, uh, the only change that they made over Mark Jackson was making that lineup, putting um, Draymond at the five. Like, that's the only change that they made. They had all of the same guys. All yeah. they did make the, the, the death lineup or whatever the fuck. But I'm was. saying, like, the, the difference is that Mark Jackson's Warriors got to, like, the second round of the playoffs. The Phoenix Suns did not make the playoffs last year. Like, Devin Booker was balling out of control at the end of the season and, like, really, really lighting really up. Good. And yeah, it was really is. good, and no one knows. Uh, Except for everybody people, who's been watching the ball out of control. Yeah, like no, it's, it's like. Well, I'm sorry, no one cares. Yeah, that's, that's accurate. I'll give I you that. Like, I feel like in the NBA, like the the prop reason until you until you're an all star, like no one knows who you are. Yeah, you know I mean? but the weird thing is that all star is, is by voting. So like, <laughs> you kind of have to you kind of have to like torch a couple of teams like really fucking make some headlines before people like I feel like he's had some big games he's just he has enough they flaws all, they, they've been all about like like torching Utah like no one gives a shit if you torch Utah Utah's fucking good though they are this year they have been good for the last two years they've been quietly really good yeah but they never they Quietly no one cares. Because no on cares. the West Coast too, I feel like you're on the West Coast too. Like you, on the West Coast, you have to like get by like LA and Golden State, both LAs now, obviously. But like, well, even even last year, the other LA was the Clippers were also kind of like intimidating. And Denver was a problem last year. Denver and fucking uh, God, I I know I'm missing the team. Thank you, the fucking Blazers, uh, and that's. It's just there's so many good teams in the West, and it's so stacked that like it's it's difficult. I think to get noticed, it's difficult to like even get like an All Star. Like like Devin Booker this year still may not be an All Star because at shooting guard, like you can name five other quote unquote stars that will get in before him. Um, am Coast. I the only one that hate the fact that the Celtics are actually really good right now? And I, I like them. it. I'm happy for them. Like I hate them. I hate the Celtics so much. I don't hate the Celtics. I like I and I, I will say this. I like Kimba Walker, and I'm happy to see him succeed. Like I really like Kimba Walker. He's like of 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 basketball players. He seems to be one of the most decent people. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of like the guy that you just want to do well because he's nice to everybody behind the scenes and everything, even if yeah. he's not. Yeah, he's just a cool motherfucker. Like, that's what yeah. I like about him. Like, and, and there, he's like great value Kyrie. Well, the best part about it is, is that, like, they basically just switched out Kyrie and... Put in great value winning. Kyrie. No, nah, not even great value. Like, he's... I would say that the only real difference between him and Kyrie is is he's not a dick to people behind the scenes. Yeah. And he does a, a little shorter, a little shorter too. And he does has been a ball player since he was at UConn. Kimball was a ball player, but he's not—he's not that kind of selfish that I would say that Kyrie is. And like Kyrie and the Brooklyn Nets are struggling right now. And honestly, 
Kimba would have been justified in being a ball hog in the teams that he was in for so long. Right. Never or was. even just being bitter about it. Like, he was never mad about playing for Charlotte. Like, nope. he could have been real bitter and upset. He was always positive. <laughs> he could have been a dick about it. I was surprised he Jimmy wasn't Butler. bitter. I was surprised he wasn't bitter about them not wanting to pay him. And that's the reason why he left. Because Jordan didn't want to pay that money. It's like, bitch, I'm the only thing here. What do you mean you don't want to pay me what I'm worth? I feel like th- that's just Jordan being Jordan, though. Yes, yeah. ab- absolutely. King Petty. Yeah, Jordan is always Jordan, going to Jordan now. Jordan is the 50 cent of basketball. Well, yeah. Um, sure. I, I'll buy that. <laughs> but Jordan's also, like, 50 cent would never go out and make a uh, medical center for poor people in New York. Well, I mean, at some point he had to because of the um, because of the constant rumors of the white dude named Michael Jordan that invested in the prisons. Like, did it, he it, have he had, to? I think did I felt did, I felt I the need like, to. No, I think he felt the need to. And oh, actually, no, actually, no. I think he feels different because he's a grandfather now, and like, you know, his his situation changed, and he feels a little bit different about pe- people in general. Okay, that's. That's a real inference. Okay, I, I think he's still a dick. Um, I guess you have a point. Fifty Cent has never helped anyone, ever. Not he even did. his own kids. <laughs> Fifty Cent has never given anyone anything. That is that is correct. Except for maybe to clap. Uh, HPV at least. Right. Someone someone called Vivian. He's a carrier. Someone called who? Vivica. Mm, I'm good. I mean, yeah, she's Vivica, doing nothing else. Vivica was uh, getting mad about Issa Rae putting, saying she was going to do a remake of um, Set It Off. Talking about it was a classic, don't touch it. When in all I, honesty, the concern is that people are going to forget that you were ever in a movie that was a classic. No, I say, like, I mean, we... Wait, Vivica the, Fox how, was in Set It Off? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh-huh. She was the, what was a procedure just, lady. Just, just kidding, just kidding. Yeah, I on. think I think like the the fact that we just keep doing remakes as opposed to doing new shit is just, that is really troubling. If yeah. you have not like, I'm actually kind of sick of the fact of that of everything's just a remake. There's so few new movies or or an add on where it's like let's revisit this world. I'm sick of revisiting worlds. I'm sick of going back to places. I'm sick of sequels. Like give me something yeah. fucking new already. Even little like what we were talking about is just big. Like, yes, but, I know, and it irritates me. Yeah. And it's and and while I'm I'm I was saying uh, Marseille was good that movie overall it was okay but anyway all right back to the and, and also uh, Shazam was Shazam was big in the superhero uh, movie wait Shazam the but Shazam was based on the comic book so that's still just right. anyway but yeah it, still but, but it was but it's still big True. like the, the movie is still big. I haven't seen the movie, so I I can't speak on it yet. It's actually but, pretty decent. Like I, I I liked it a lot. It's uh, I'm it's supposedly it's hitting HBO eventually. I'm gonna watch it then. Okay, uh, I watched it on uh because I rented. It. I did Stars when Power came on, and it was on Stars. Oh, dope. No, uh, also about the NBA, I just want to say this is probably the most exciting the NBA has been because all the teams are relatively even. Yes. Uh, I kind of love that. Um. The Phoenix Suns are super dope. I want to make sure I say that. Uh, I'm pissed off because John Collins got suspended 
a bunch of people got suspended for uh, performance enhancing drugs this year. Three people did, which is more than have been suspended and, in the last this 10 is the, years. And this is the first year in a long time that you don't know who's going to be at the end, at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Like, like this, like for real, it's just been like Warriors and whoever LeBron is on. Correct. Like, and and now LeBron and might now, not make it. Like he's yeah. got he's got legitimate threat like in his city. Right. It's and, uh, and, he might not even Le- make it to the finals. That's what's crazy. LeBron could not make it to the finals. The Toronto Raptors are still fucking balling out. Pascal Siakam looks like he's a goddamn monster. Absolutely. Like everybody is just like on fire right now. Why the why the fuck does Marcus All still have a Spanish accent? Why do you still have a Virginian accent? I live in Virginia, motherfucker. He lived in Spain his whole life, motherfucker. He no, goes he back every offseason. He lives in Memphis. For like he seven went to or Me- eight years. He went to high school in Memphis. He, he, he's, he lives in Memphis since high school. He's, he's, but they he, go back to Spain every year. Fuck Spain. He's, he, he's, he needs to have a... <laughs> he needs to be like my Spanish teacher. My, my old Spanish teacher had... Um, had uh, he, she spoke Spanish, but with a country accent, and it was very weird. Yeah, my Spanish teacher did that too. But I mean, he was born and raised in Barcelona. So, it's like, ask me why when I moved to DC for those lost years, I didn't stop sounding like I was from California. Yeah, I mean, I never it sounded southern. So you, it depends on how long you were there. You're not going to pick up a new accent as an adult. More often than not, it's already ingrained in you, though. Yeah, and that's as what I'm a high schooler too. Yeah, because like, like I mean, if it came out when he was four. Then yeah, he sound because that's what he would hear growing up, and you get the inflections as you're growing up, and that's what you grasp. But as a as like a high schooler, you already got it. Yeah, and also like remember he lives with his parents who are Spanish. He probably has like well for most of the time he's in. Uh, in high school, like he's still in the same house with his parents who all have Spanish accents. And so and that's just... why you end up with uh, folks who, uh, Asian folks who are, or Mexican folks who they have family members who live with them who still speak only, only Spanish, only or... their home language. Yeah. Exactly. And that's why they may have an accent because that's what they hear at home. Yeah. Is that how, um, that's how, like, um, people still uh, speak with a Spanish accent in like Mass Effect and shit like that, even though it's supposed to be like 25 something. Somebody's still carrying it. But that's yeah. why I was always like, I didn't want to speak like a baby talk to any of my kids because I was like, when they hear that, that's what they're going to think is okay. Okay. True. I've went there too. So, real talk, uh, jumping back to the NBA. Here's what I, before we, before we wrap up, the last thing I want to say is this, and it's just me, my question to you. Uh, who do you got? for the playoffs on both sides. So eight teams make the playoffs for both West and East. Who do you think makes those West and East? The we'll Lakers, take a shot at it. The okay. Rockets, Lakers. The uh, Clippers. Yep. The Thunder. I hope, hope Melo makes the Blazers. Um, you the think Blazers, the Thunder? The Nuggets and the Jazz and the, the Spurs. Because the Spurs always make it, no matter how bad they seem throughout the season, they always make it to the playoffs. So that's your West. And who you got for East? East? Sheesh. Um, Celtics, Nets, um, Hawks, if Trey can keep playing the way he's been playing. Heat. The Bucks. 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 
the Celtics. Sixers. The they said Sixers, Celtics already. The Bulls. Really? No. They are struggling. No. They're struggling right Bulls, now. Bulls are currently four and nine. Yeah, they're real struggling. Well, so are the, so are the Hawks, but they're really struggling. The Hawks are like four and eight, I think, or four and seven, actually. Yeah, but that this is a struggle. Like it, it's they had they they made a lot of choices that I think honestly I kind of got Minnesota uh, sliding in. I think Minnesota makes a run this year. They're really good. Minnesota is Minnesota's on the West. We already yeah, know. Yeah, no, no. No, I'm I'm saying for my West list. Like I'm I think uh No well, one ever thinks about the Mavs. Um they are playing really well. I think they got the, two of the coldest white dudes ever. Well, I think that's kind of why I don't think about them. It's just they're just like the white team. Right. And I guess that's unfair. They are really good. Like Donkic and, and uh Porzingis are actually playing really well. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's all they got to do is just uh, trade for Laurie McConnell, and then they'll be like. <laughs> dude, like when, I, when I was playing live, he's the dude that took all the fouls. Yeah. Like, all you got to do is trade for Laurie McConnell, and they'll have like the, the all white, <laughs> the all white team. It'll be great. Um, on the East, I feel like. Uh, okay. I feel like Phoenix is going to make it to the uh, West West. Sorry, I'll, I'll come back to West. Phoenix is currently fifth in the West. Yeah, I'm, I'll come back to the West because uh, we're on the East right now. We kind of didn't finish it. Uh, I think on the East, uh, Boston, definitely. Uh, the Bucks definitely. Um, I feel like uh, 76ers. Uh, I think Toronto is still going to be in there because they're doing really well still. Uh, and that's with them missing some players. Um, and then near the bottom, like – Maybe the Hawks, because uh, John Collins is out right now, and if Trey can keep playing, and if they can figure out how to like work both John Collins and Jabari Parker in the same like lineup, I think that could be really, really good for them. You know, Miami They're, is currently second, right? Yeah, I think Miami. I think Miami. I, I should have put them higher, but yeah, Miami definitely is in. And then I think I need one more team. Uh, I think it's Orlando. The, the the rest of the teams like who cares about like Orlando? Uh, I feel like sneaks in. Who cares about Indiana? Who cares about Charlotte? Um, Brooklyn, we only care about because of the drama. We don't actually. I don't think Brooklyn makes the playoffs. By the way, we don't. We, but no one wants them to win. Like we just want. Yeah. We just want the drama that comes from having Kyrie there. And then the West, I think uh, both LA teams, um, Phoenix. Uh, I think um, I think Phoenix would be a low seat though. Uh, I don't think OKC is going to make it. Um, they're too discombobulated unless they do some major trading. Houston will probably make it. Uh, I think Dallas will make it. And I need three more teams. I think Denver's in. Uh, well, I don't know. Because Jokic has been like, – they've been winning, but he came in so out of shape. Like, But anyway, uh, Denver might squeak – will probably squeak in. Uh, and then – Utah. Definitely Utah. Uh, and then I got one more team in the West. I'm going to say um, – Blazers still get in, though they need to trade Hassan Whiteside. Hassan, like yo, he's not adding any value to their team, bro. They the the Heat got rid of Hassan Whiteside, and they're currently second. Um, like Hassan, the, the just, fact that they signed uh fucking Carmelo Anthony is just that's so many so many red flags. Like oh my god, how how deep in are y'all like that y'all are like trying to sign Carmelo? Or no, yeah, signed Carmelo. Hassan Whiteside is just like poison, man. 
Yeah, and, and like the fact that he did really good that one year in the contract year. Uh, and it was just like, well, I guess we got to give him a contract. And then they fucked the whole thing up with Dwayne Wade. And it was just like, okay, I guess we'll give him all the money. Like, why the fuck are you giving him all the money? I don't know. I still don't understand. I, I, I want him to get like shipped to Brooklyn and then him and Kyrie just play together. They, they deserve each other. That seems like the match made in news heaven. What would be perfect would be Kyrie. If we're going to do the problematic team, it would be Kyrie, Jimmy Butler, and um, <laughs> and fucking the Sun Whiteside all of the same. No, no, team. no, 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 no. You're forgetting one. Who else do I need to throw on the, the problematic team? Um, Chris, what's, Chris, Chris Paul should technically be on that as well. Absolutely. Um, what's <laughs> his name? Oh, boy, that just got suspended. Waiters, Dion Waiters. Oh, yeah. It's about for the cannabis. Yeah. Yo, also, just, by the way, uh, Andrew Wiggins is fucking balling. All of a sudden. Yeah. Like, what year. the fuck happened? I feel like he, he just, uh, hopefully, it was just a slow progress. Like, he just kind of slowly, I think, so I have a I have a stinging suspicion that Jimmy Butler in Minnesota, being a number one option, uh, was causing friction between him and Carl Anthony Towns. And I think, <coughs> I think, <coughs> Wiggins was uh, more on the side of Towns because I feel like Butler was just been a dick to Wiggins all the time. I don't think so. I think Wiggins was on the other side, but he just couldn't say it. Maybe. I don't know. And that's the it, reason why he took on those traits this season. Perhaps. He's, he's balling out this season. Like, he actually is playing well. It's pretty dope. I think uh, that's part of why I think Minnesota is going to make it to the playoffs. And 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 quietly, uh, John Morant is like the dopest. Yeah, uh, of the rookies, I feel like um, him and RJ Barrett have been the two uh, like biggest surprises. I feel like DeAndre Hunter has been playing really well. RJ Barrett is a looter in a riot. Like that, the, the Knicks, <laughs> they suck so bad. Like I can't believe they pay money for any of that it's oof, they're so terrible marcus morris is their is their go-to man right Nigga, now. they kicked somebody out because he just kept saying that they should fire the owner like they they kicked him out of the fucking garden dog yeah well i mean they're not wrong like there's a lot of people are saying that the owner is the person who's to blame because like he's the only thread between all these terrible teams Exactly. And he kept bringing back <laughs> Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> well, I feel like so they've made a lot of mistakes, uh, but like they they bought all in to this concept. Every time the Knicks well, here's the problem with the Knicks. The Knicks always buy all in to one concept of rebuilding. They never try to like bridge gaps. So it's never like, oh, we'll try to pick up a couple of free agents and then also build up uh, you know, our draft pool and have a, a pool of like veterans and also normal people. It's always just like, oh no, we have to like fucking <clears throat> get everybody from uh like all of our hope has to be in the draft or all of our hope has to be in us getting this free agent trade. It's never them trying to like develop players or even pull in veterans. Yes. You know. it, it's never, we're going to build from the draft. We're not going to develop our talent. It's like, we're going to buy this big free agent. And yeah. then like, like Kevin Durant said, like the Knicks hasn't been good in their lifetime. Like, so like none of these young players know anything about the Knicks because like the Knicks have not been anything in so long. Yeah. And it's just, Oof. And there's no, 
there's no benefits to playing the Knicks that you can't get from other cities like LA or Brooklyn or exactly. You get all the same things. <clears throat> yeah, the exact same benefits, and you get to play for a winning team. Yeah. Anyway, that, yeah, that, NBA. that one without stars before, like you know. Yeah. So it makes. But, sense. I mean, you do have to play with Kyrie Irving, so there's that. There's that knock yeah. in Brooklyn. They do now. God, man, he's so good at basketball and so terrible at basketball leadership. Yeah, and he's like, but but hold on, I think I, I do think that uh, the Celtics putting everything on him last year was fucked up because he he wasn't the problem. The problem was the fact that you had a a, a very highly paid superstar coming, well, star coming back from an injury. And you took that time to try to force him back in, and he wasn't ready. He was ready this year, but he was not ready last year. I will say, I think some of it is, it's not all Kyrie. I think there were lineup issues, but there were also. And you got like a million dudes who do the same job and all want to start. Well, not just that. I think the the real issue was that uh, Kyrie Irving can be streaky. And I think he, in Boston, he was being treated like a superstar. And every time he's been successful, he's been a star. So like when he's with LeBron, LeBron is a superstar. He's a star. I feel like uh, when Kevin Durant comes back, Kevin Durant is a superstar. He's the star. Like he's not a great first option because he is so streaky. And he's not, he also like, like, unlike a lot of streaky players who score in, like, bunches, like, he's not good at, like, bridging the gap. Like, what makes James Harden good is that when he's not shooting well, uh, he's great at getting fouled. He's great at, like, finding sneaky ways to, like, contribute points. And, like, he's just really good at, at figuring out how to, like, to continue contributing. And the same thing for, like, LeBron and for other players that we think of as being, quote-unquote, streaky. But anyway. I still love the NBA. I was talking. I forgot. I was muted. I was. I was. Uh, LeBron has always been a distributor, also. Yeah. So, like, he always has that to fall back on. Correct. And Kyrie does not. Not at all. 